ancient before the word existed, torn apart by the twilight sword from the enemy. Okara is Domar. Now we have a rock on Kokoa. We're going to dive into Exoswords, guys. This is my favorite day of the week. I'm so excited. Welcome to the Fake Nerd Podcast, episode 220. I got Sparks Witty. I got Ben Magnet. I got Brandon T. McClure. And I got 25 issues of X-Men. That's so much money. Guess what? Worth it. What's up, guys? What are the extra three? Yeah, what are the extra three? 24 issues. I say tw- 22. 20, 22. No, nope, stasis and destructions and and uh, they're all counted as part of the. Yeah, all counted. Shit. It's 23 because you also bought the handbook. I'm assuming, right? I did buy the handbook. Thank you, Ben. You got me. Okay, we need two more comics. We need two more comics. I'm just. And what? And I have a question. Where the hell are all your swords? I got my sword right here. It's the Oblivion. Where's your swords, care. boys? They're they're in Blightspoke. Uh, it's a gun sword. Are you uh Ben Ben, who's the character with, with the gun blade? What's his name? From Leon, Leon. Squall Lion Squall Lionheart, aka Leon. There you go. Ezra. Oh no, that's that's season three of the man. <laughs> hey guys, that's 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 us. We're gonna talk about X-Men, but we're gonna talk about some news and some and some stuff we did this week. So how's it going, guys? Who wants to go first? Whatever. Oh, okay, sure go first. I saw it. You raised your hand. Just like no, this. I said whatever. Oh, okay. Oh, <gasps> Meg. Look at that. MVP. MVP right, right there. Hope you're ready to All talk. Right. All right. Excellent. All right, Ben, you go first. I suffered this week, boys. I'm sorry, Ben. I suffered. Like I everybody suffered this week. Not everyone did suffer this week. All of you. Y'all <laughs> suffered. Yeah. I suffered. We're all in bad shape. It's December. <laughs> yeah, because it's uh, winter. It's, <laughs> it's December. It's December. <laughs> Kill me now. I want to die. It's, uh, it, it's March 28th, 2020. <laughs> We're still here. It's wow. March 220. So, yeah, December came. It's December started. It's the holiday season. And that means it's peak season. So that means and that means work is. Uh, it turned into a fiery hellscape that which I cannot escape from. Worked six straight days this week, and by lord, did it suck! I mean, that paycheck is gonna look nice because I really need the money, but at the same time, man, was I miserable. For uh, those, so for those of them listening, uh, what is your bank account number, and how big will that paycheck be? Not big enough. <laughs> Um, so besides that, there was some media I was able to consume to consume in between bouts of sleeping and sadness. One of those being I finished season one of DuckTales. That's your fourth book. Huh? That's your fourth book. What, Sleeping and Sadness? Yeah. It's <laughs> a new title. <laughs> How many books do I, I already so have? So far, four books. Well, this quadrilogy is getting more depressing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Just like life. It's his life story. The biography. God, I, I didn't think I was the, the day I had the like three weeks after or a week and a two and a half weeks after I hit 30. I wanted like I, sound more like stand up specials. Uh, <laughs> they do sound like <laughs> the epitome <laughs> of hyperbole. <clears throat> Sleeping in sadness. Uh, so going back to DuckTales, I finally finished season Ooh. one of DuckTales. It took me forever to finish it. And by God, guys, that show was amazing. I we know DuckTales news in the in the yeah, we do. That kind of makes me a little sad, but you yeah. Um, one thing I did notice about watching DuckTales is how, because I remember like when DuckTales was first coming out and people were a bashing it and being mad about the new art style, but while I'm watching the show, there are so many different plot lines and each episode, I mean, they don't uh, directly address all the plots, but when an episode about say Webby and Lena's plot comes up or an episode about, um, Dewey trying to find info about his mom comes up, it's like, Ooh, 
I'm interested. I want to watch more. And then even though the next episode may not be picking up exactly where the last one left off, it's like, no, I'm still curious. I want to find out how all these threads going together. And I mean, season one came out forever. So spoilers for season one, Magica Dispel comes back. I vaguely remember. I just started it then. Oh, shut. Oh, shush. No, you did. I actually did. I did. No, he, did. he did. Yeah. Oh. Whoops. <laughs> so that's fine. It's on yeah. me for taking too long. No, it's on me too. It's a, I started it m- a year ago when I first got Disney Plus. And, and then you I, like, I just finally caught up. But if you haven't caught up, F you. Spoiler here. <laughs> well, I said Magic of the Spell shows up. I didn't say how, though. I get you. I get you. With yeah. a spell. Maybe. <laughs> all right it's yeah so ducktales is great i'm looking forward to st- starting a season two um besides ducktales uh i read a whole lot of x-men books because you know tennis swords we're talking about tennis swords today mm-hmm. um i finally oh, got shit. what <laughs> you forgot it's like keep reading one issue three quickly so, ryan pass me your comics it's <laughs> too many <laughs> Um, besides that, I finally also I sat down because today was my only day off from work, so I got to play Demon Souls or not Demon Souls, Frack. Bloodborne. I was about to say, Ben, no. you have a PS5? No, I don't have a PS5. I'm sorry. The I I watched the girlfriend review with my with my girlfriend on a during dinner. I I, I watched it with my girlfriend too. Actually, that's really funny. Oh, but, no. uh, I watched it. <laughs> you guys are cute. I wa- you don't need counseling. <laughs> I watched Blood or watched. You got it, Ben. It's all right. I you played Bloodborne with my brother again today, and that game was awesome. It took me a while to figure out how to play. Also, it took a while to kill the boss. Um, in the night, it's the Nightmare Intruder. It's the Ryan. You know, it's the dude with the cage on his head. Oh, oh yeah, you're stuck in like the nightmare that and you have to like chase him around. That dude's yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, he's a dick. Yeah, he has just a little, a little like cage on his head. Yeah, he, has a, he has like a bird cage over his head. Um, so the first game we were playing on my file, the first, the first try through, I died like three, four, five times straight. It was like, ah, and then did, we finally kill him. Did you do that, uh, that thing where he summons Cthulhu from his arm, and he goes blah blah, blah and tentacles. Yeah, first time, yeah, you want to know some bullshit? The first time he did that to me, he one shotted me. Yeah, because he's a boss, and it's Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> No, so we find so we finally beat him on like I want to say like the fourth run through on my game, and then we jump into my brother's game, first try, just yeah. no no cool, like no surrender, no terms, just we're in there, we stagger, and he is dead. You know what to do now, yeah. Oh yeah, it was one of those things where we're just sitting there going, we got good real quick. Good. So yeah, playing uh playing Bloodborne was awesome, and also I went out <clears throat> and got something because I. One of my favorite game stores I follow on Instagram and there, and I've been looking for a game for a very long time. They finally had it, so I gave myself a little tiny early Christmas present, that being Metroid Fusion for the Game Boy Advance. I've been, been looking for this game forever. They finally had it. I called. They're like, yep, still here. And apparently the owner and the guy who was working the store at the time is like, yeah, both of us really wanted to buy it. But we remember there's one dude who came in here a while ago and said he was looking for this game. That dude was me. That was you, Ben. Look at that. That's nice. I was looking for it, and I finally got it. I'm the dude. That's I'm the dude. <laughs> That's really cool of them, though, yeah. Yeah, so I finally got a game I've been looking for forever, because I did have Metroid Fusion back when it first came out, but when I sold my original Game Boy Advance, when I got a Game Boy Advance SP to a buddy of mine, I originally wasn't going to give him a game, and I felt bad, so like an idiot, well, actually not like an idiot, 
I gave him Metroid Fusion along with my game, along with my old Game Boy. Oh. Then years later, I realized, wait, Metroid Fusion's really good. Damn it. Yeah, and then every time I and every time I was seeing it at a store, it's like, damn, I don't have the money for it. Damn, I don't have the money for it. And now it's like, I gotta get it. I gotta uh, hurry up. Ben, if I may interrupt you real quickly, uh, there are two. There are links in the description that I want our audiences to check out before they check out of the segment altogether. Um, so, uh, real quickly, Ryan has the Omen, downright annoyed, in the description below. Check that out. Really cool chat. I'm assuming it was um, pretty cool. Talked about a demon child. And I have an article in the description below that I put up on my blog called "What About the Theaters?" Uh, it's just—it's a cheeky name. It's not—I don't actually care. But it's what about um, the children. Uh, but yeah, so I, I wrote a, I wrote a piece, put up on my blog after months of doing it. That's a good piece. Proud of you. So. Proud of you. Right. Carry on, more, Ben. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Do we have one more, more link, sir. A basement arcade more? went up this week. Oh, you guys fought. Uh, no. No basement arcade link. Galactus is nowhere to be seen. Man, I'm so high already. Basement <laughs> arcade has a link in the description below. Yes, uh, where you guys fought uh, Galactus on Fortnite. Yeah, we we uh, that's like 15 minutes of it. Yeah. It's so it's like almost two hours long. The rest of it is just checking out a bunch of Marvel shit. So yeah, it's just us playing, uh, playing, playing, showing you what's cool about Marvel in Fortnite. Now that's over and you can't play it, so you know. But you can, <laughs> you can play as the Mandalorian and as Kratos, and we'll talk about that later. I saw some videos. So yeah, so yeah, uh, I have an article in the description below. There's a new Basement Arcade app right now that you can check out that's in the description below. And of course, Ryan's downright annoyed for the Omen. Bam, bam, bam. Check those guys out. Cool. No, no, I was done. Okay. Literally, that's I played Bloodborne. I watched DuckTales. I watched Mandalorian. I read a... I was up to five o'clock in the... No, six in the morning reading Ten of Swords. Well, that's... That's because you wait. Ben, you don't have to wait to read 25, you can do 24 it issues. You in the week. Yeah. Well, no, I, I was actually going to do it later today, but I, when I got back home last night, I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to, I'm like, you know what? This is too good. I'm going to keep so going So instead through. of waiting to the last minute, you waited to the second to last minute. It's still better than last minute. No, I got you. Also, reading uh, it all at once is really nice. As no, I, also I, did as, a, as a person who else, more or less read it in a day. I, did, I didn't read it as like, oh my God. It's like, oh no, panic. It was like, I finally have time, and I don't have to go to work in the morning. It was so a nice, that, nice long read. Yeah. It was the, so I finished it. The reason why I was up so late is because is I knew I didn't have to go to work, and I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna have the time. I'm gonna sleep in. I'm just gonna. And I, I wasn't like, oh god, god, get through this. It was no. I want to get through this. I am enjoying this, which we will get into a little, a little bit later. Yeah. Brandon, do you want to go yeah. next, or do you want you to take it on, or? Why not? Sorry, my hands are in the wrong place. That's okay. Um, I hate when yeah. that happens to me. What do I do with my hands? I So as I said, there are links in the description below. I wrote an article. I actually wrote a lot of articles this week that are going to go up within the next couple of weeks. Um, Sparks helped me with one of them, which I greatly appreciate because <laughs> uh, I had a hard time cracking it. Um, and there, there's, there's... You have no credit on it? No. I just, right. gave him, I just gave him pointers on what okay. to do and, All right. I'm and saying credits, credits, credits. correcting in a sentence. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, that first sentence, I don't know what happened there. Um, yeah, that's a weird one. <laughs> so I, so that's, that actually might go up this week. I wrote a Quibi one. I wrote that. I actually wrote an article about whether or not I think the Dark Universe could work. Um, I am currently in the middle of an article pitch that I want to give to the Kaiju Quarterly magazine. We'll see. They seem interested. We'll see what happens. Do it. Um, I won't say anything more about that one. 
But I watched a ton of Christmas movies, guys. Uh, it is Christmas season. And my girlfriend loves every holiday. Loves, loves, loves all the holidays. So for Christmas, we watch all Christmas movies. And a couple of years ago, I would have been into that. However, this year uh, has been a wild ride, to say the least. And uh, in order to artificially inject serotonin into my brain to make me happy, I have to watch new things. Because uh, it makes me feel like I've accomplished something. I've seen all these Christmas movies 105 times. <laughs> this is not helping. <laughs> anyway. Um, but uh, look, I'll, I'll, I'll list them off real quickly. Um, I watched the Benedict Cumberbatch illumination film, The Grinch, um, which is a movie I really like, actually. Uh, I watched Deck the Halls for the first time. So new movie. There you go. Vince Vaughn. What's her face? Matthew Broderick. No. Oh, no. You're, you said Deck the Halls. You meant Four Christmases. I watched both of those. Deck the Halls with Matthew Broderick and Danny DeVito. Yes, I did watch that one for oh, the first time. I saw that one. I remember that. Vince yeah. Vaughn Reese Witherspoon for Four Christmases. Oh That's, I watched Four Christmases. I have not uh, seen that movie. I just saw the poster when he posted on Instagram today and knew who he was talking about. <laughs> Um, I watched Elf again. Uh, that's a great movie. That is. Um, Four Christmases, by the way, has a very cut John Favreau. Oh, weird. See, it's Johnny Favs since the '90s has has literally just gone back and forth with his. A lot mate. of people will forget in Friends when he like <laughs> wanted to be an MMA fighter. That he wants to be an MMA fighter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like got he's got some muscle. Like he's yeah. got one. It's funny. Um, I watched the first two Santa Claus films. Uh, I like the first one. I really like the second one. I think the second one's really good. Um, Did you, you know? Do you know the the um the original like rated R take of of the Santa Claus? Yes, you, I just heard about that where he blows Santa off the roof. Shoot Santa Claus off the roof, and the kid was like, "Did you just shoot Santa?" He's like, "He shouldn't have been on my he shouldn't have been on that roof." And I'm <laughs> like, and then there's producers were like, "Oh, this is a Christmas movie, right? Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Never mind." Real quickly, exactly like how Tim Allen would handle it. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the the snitch. Yeah. Real quickly, though, uh, Tim Allen just announced that he is going to be teaming up with none other than Tim Allen for a Home Improvement uh, Last Man Standing crossover episode. Wow, everyone's demanding it. Oh, Wait, man. for real? For real. He is going to He's play Tim playing... the Toolman Taylor. Is the other guy also coming back? Because he has now played a different character on Last Man Standing as well. Yes. I, I hope so. <laughs> Yes, Tim oh. Allen. Hey guys, spoilers, Tim Allen sucks. For <laughs> those of you listening to this, uh, Sparks just kind of devolved into his hands. Look, I really <laughs> enjoyed Home Improvement when I was little. Yeah, but I, yeah and, I that, ago, and I thought that was fun to watch. And I, because of that, I gave Last Man Standing a, a, uh? my time of day. And uh, it, it rapidly unearned it. Um, yeah. But that is wild. Uh, the idea of Good for you, Tim. Tim Allen and Tim Allen. <laughs> Thank you, witch historian. You know, yeah, you're right. You're right. Tim Allen. Like, you can be the voice of Buzz Lightyear and be shitty too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that I, th I thought that was funny. Anyway, uh, I watched Home Alone. That's a that's a movie. Um, that's a good. Movie. That's a good movie. So, question about Home Alone. Since um, the wet bandits, in reality, they would have died from uh, a <laughs> Many lot of times. Things. Would uh, Kevin McAllister be charged with murder, or would he let go because of self-defense? I think depends on the state. I think it would actually make a really important like TV series. It would so, be a, it would be a TV series that surely shows how insane Kevin actually is, and how the wet bandits have been were destroyed by this child, and he would go to jail instead. 
it would be it would be interesting litigation but yeah. here's the thing yeah. because he's white no he wouldn't go to jail there you go that's but, <laughs> because he's white and rich no he wouldn't go to jail yeah. but here's but here's the thing like it the reason self-defense would fall apart is because it's definitely premeditated murder oh uh, yeah however <laughs> you can also argue that kevin McAllister doesn't understand the concept of that actually murdering them. he's nine yeah so yeah. a lawyer could finagle that and yes he would get off for it well also well what a, another argument for that being that he is in his own domicile which he resides and someone is breaking and entering that that only would apply if uh it's like florida which is standard ground that would only so they'd have to have a standard ground thing texas they have that they they have that in texas too though yeah which is (laughs) exactly Uh, which historians correct yes i'm not gonna read the whole thing probably probably involuntary manslaughter then sorry if he weren't a child there would be a solid argument for premeditated murder. <laughs> um, okay. I watched Godmothered, which is the new Disney Plus uh, movie with... Um, I watched that too! Isla Fisher. And uh, Julian Miller. Yes, who I really liked in that running movie. Jesus. Some, Brittany runs a mile. Maybe. Yeah. I hope so. 22 Jump Street for us. She's in a lot of good things. Mm-hmm. Yes, 22 Jump Street. Um, she was in a. She was in the Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Anthony Mackie, Seth Rogen Christmas movie. Oh, we watched that. Yeah. Yeah. Last she was also in a Bill and Ted Face Music. Yeah. God, I can't remember the name of that movie right now. Yeah, I, I, it was all right. I don't really. Uh, Christmas, the last. The... <sighs> nope, you're not even close. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was all right. I don't. I wasn't too crazy about it. I. I enjoyed because I don't want to spend a bunch of time. The night before. Got it. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to spend a bunch of time on it when I bring it up. So uh, we literally just watched it a couple hours ago. I think you did too. Um, yeah. uh, I think that Julian Miller is very funny in it. I think Isla Fisher is doing a good job. Uh, I think that the message, the ultimate message of the end of it is pretty solid. I kind of like that that's what what they went for. Um which is because I don't think most people are going to watch it. And I'm just going to say like the, the main point is for the godmother, the, the fairy godmothers to all as a unit realize that the concept of like a happily ever after can be different for lots of different people. It's not just a handsome prince and a castle and all that stuff. It can be homosexual love. It can be love between mother and daughter and grandmother and, and grandson. And uh, just like humanly bonding, like it can be all these kind of different things. And I think that's a really good message. And I do think it sticks the landing on it. It's just, it's not doing anything new outside of that. Sure. Beyond what you'd expect from Hallmark movies. But as a person who's been around my mother with a crap ton of Hallmark movies, this was more entertaining. Um, I watched Ready Player One. Wait, that's not right. Hugo. We talked um, about that. Great. We talked about Ooh, that last that's week. That's a good, that is a good or unorthodox Christmas movie. Hugo's a great movie. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I really like Hugo. I made the joke because it's basically like 1930s Ready Player One. I, uh, not like, in a bad way. Like film ready player, like like film ready player, yeah. one, or just like 1930s in general. I don't know if I'm willing to. Say that seems that because ready player one is like literally thousands. Because it's things. really <laughs> just focused on the film works of a single man. Yeah, it's a joke, guys. Don't ever analyze it. Oh, well, I, don't um, know. I get what you mean. Like Hugo's fantastic. Let's not knock it. No, I, I don't want to because it's one of my. No, interesting to Hugo because I've never seen it. It's 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 a Scorsese joint that. Scorsese, right? He did that. Yeah, yes, it's one of that. Like, I think most people don't remember just because that's not his typical thing. And he like knocked it out of the park. Uh, yeah, 
That is a that is a a my horrible joke, notwithstanding. Uh, that is a really <laughs> great movie. I like that movie a whole lot. I've liked it ever since I saw it in theaters. Um, I adore that movie. I read the book, The uh, Invention of Hugo Carre. That's also excellent. Mm. Um, and it, this is a, as Ryan said, a Martin Scorsese family film, which is something he is, has not done before. Did not That's do before. True. God, God, the God, the Goodfellas are all about family. No, um, <laughs> he did not do it before, and he didn't do it after. He did something he want, He said because he wanted to do something for his uh, kids. His very, his very young kids. <laughs> he did play a voice in Shark Tale before that. Yeah, because he wanted a new paycheck or a new, a new. What's the joke? He wanted a new pool. Wanted <laughs> a new bathroom. I made everybody remember Shark Tale. Oh, <laughs> that Finding Nemo money. Oh, sorry, DreamWorks. Um, oh, yeah, that's a that's a great movie. Anybody who hasn't seen it probably should see that. That if you 100%. love film, if you love film, it's a cinephile's dream. Uh, yeah, sorry, it can be a whole lot. Also got a robot in it. An automaton. Oh, Are these uh, auto uh, auto uh, uh, erotica? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then I watched another movie that I really, really love, and I haven't seen it in years, Rise of the Guardians. Oh, that movie's great. Same. Uh, with Alec Baldwin as Santa, Hugh Jackman as as the Easter Bunny, um, and uh, Chris Pine as uh, Jack, Jack Frost. Uh, I really like that movie. That is that is one of my, that is what I call the DreamWorks Golden Age. That's, that came out in the era between How to Train a Dragon and How to Train a Dragon 2, where they were just knocking it out of the damn park. Every movie from that era is gold. Who played um, the good fairy in that movie? Movie? You know, I don't remember her name. I feel bad about that. I feel bad. You can talk. I'm gonna look it up. I feel bad. Um, I really, I really like Rise of the Guardians. It's a lot of fun. I love the music by Alexandra Desplat. Uh, Desplat. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Desplat. Uh, and it was uh, just fun it, to revisit also, that. One. It's, it's Isla Fisher from the movie you just watched. Oh, well, she's good in it. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so I, I really like that movie. Uh, I think it's a very enjoyable holiday movie. Not really a Christmas movie, um, but it's just a lot of fun. Just, like I said, another movie that they knocked out of the park in that golden yeah. era. I think it just feels more Christmas than any of the others because Jack, Jack Frost. Frost is the main character. And that's yeah. Weird, so. But the only holiday it centers around is Easter. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I was um, reminded with, uh, or just how, um... no, never mind. I was going to take a swig of water if you want to keep trying to remember. Okay, yeah. No, it's the scene where they're in the, like, the Easter Bunny's, like, little rabbit hole, and uh, they're all the angry marching, and they're like, they're cute, and then the Hugh Jackman's like, no, Mike, they're adorable. And he's, yeah. like, evil as he's, as he's petting one of the eggs. It's like, oh, um, God. I think the sleigh takeoff sequence is honestly really fun. That is, uh, yeah. With the music playing. Um, yeah, I really like that movie. Uh, I wish I that movie did better. Nice tattooed on his arms. <laughs> I wish that movie did better when it came out. Uh, like I, like I said, there was this era between How to Train Your Dragon and How to Train Your Dragon Two, where where Dreamers just put out some really solid movies. Uh, maybe not all of them because Turbo was in that rotation. Um, but like, there's Mega Mind and The Crudes, which we talked about endlessly. Braun, Kung Fu Panda Two. Was The Crudes really between in that yeah. period? Wow, like seven years ago, or whatever. I think the cruise was the last one before it went to the new era. Because I know, nope. nope. It was Rise of the Dark. Rise of the Guardians came out after the cruise. It did. Yeah, wild. Wow. Um. Yeah. So I really, uh, I really, Puss in Boots was in that era, and that's a great movie. Is that a good movie? I've never seen it. The, you know, it's very much worth watching. I'll say that. That still doesn't sound interesting. Me. <laughs> I, I would say it's a great movie. 
here's the thing. I think it's good. I think it has has flaws. It's certainly better than like the latter two Shreks. It's closer to uh, the quality of Shrek Two. Uh, I really like Shrek Two. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, All I'm right. not gonna say it's on par, All but right. I'll say it's closer to that quality. I would say it's good. All right. Uh, the issue I do with... not think it's for everybody. I'll say that. I love cats. The right. issue with that uh, with that era was that a lot of those films, because of their previous stigma, uh, did not do well. Uh, so many of them really struggled at the box office. Hell, even How to Train a Dragon 2 almost tanked that franchise. The Croods we talked about shockingly got a sequel after 10 years. Rise of the Guardians didn't do well. Like Kung Fu Panda did was the only one who did well because the first Kung Fu Panda did really well. So, yeah, I, I think it's a damn shame we didn't get a sequel to that, that movie, but I really like it. Um, oh, hell, I'll do this now. Hey, guys, remember these? Yeah. Masks. Our Fakner podcast masks. We are still selling them. They make great stocking stuff stuffers. I'm not going to do the bit again because I can't remember the bit, but um, still, we still have plenty uh, in stock. We definitely want to sell these these um, these things I'm on furlough until January 31st uh, because y'all aren't wearing a damn mask, so do that. Um, but if you don't want to wear a Pigner podcast mask, which, to be honest, why wouldn't you? Uh, you can get the new Christmas mask that my girlfriend is selling. She is selling special Christmas prints. If you want to be festive, you want to have a Want to have an ugly Christmas sweater on your face? It's my dream. There you go. You got those. She asked me to do that. You're welcome. Leave. Hell me. yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, the other the thing I did that I want to touch on, I have a friend from a podcast group that I'm on on Facebook called Phil Better. It's a real name. Oh, thanks, Witch Historian. Oh, that's awesome. Witch Historian has one of Yes, that's really great. The best. Pixar didn't happen. No, sorry. <laughs> Um, so I have a friend called Phil Better on a, on a, on a, he had a show called the Phil Better podcast. Uh, and now he is doing another show called invest in yourself, which he's got a couple episodes out right now. Um, I forgot the link in the description, but it will be there. I'm not going to talk too much about it because the episode we recorded is not coming out to mid January. So, you know, stay tuned for that. <clears throat> um, but basically we just talked about like, uh, what that podcast is, is he talks to podcasters about like, what have they tried to do to monetize? spitball ideas to help uh, kind of like create the uh, uh, a larger audience for the podcast. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it was a lot of fun for me to do because uh, I get to talk about this podcast, which honestly I'm really proud of. So I like talking about it. Um, and uh, he's a good friend. So it was just fun to banter about it. So that was cool. Uh, stay, tuned, yeah. stay tuned for that. I love it. Great. Now the important shit. I finished a bunch of TV shows. Because I was able to convince one of them, I was able to convince my girlfriend it was a Christmas movie. So that's how I got to watch Hugo, too. Um, <laughs> um, but I watched the holiday movies that made us, which is a spinoff of the movies that made off made us, which is itself a spinoff of the toys that made us on Netflix. Mm -hmm. They have an episode on home improvement. <laughs> and try again. Elf. Do they, do they actually have one on Elf? Yes. Yeah. Elf's my, like I don't like Christmas. That's that, that's my favorite. Do you, Christmas do you want to try that first one again? <laughs> they have an episode on Elf. What's the guy's name? Wilson. Okay, the guy with the fence. Is it Wilson? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas. There you go. Oh, I, I, how how do I not care about Christmas? But I want to watch all these more than the other movies <laughs> that are on the original one. That's crazy. Um, these oh. are an hour long. If you like the documentary format, the docuseries format of the toys that made us and the movies that made us, well worth a watch. Um, what I really like about them is that they turn everything into an underdog story. Um, <laughs> so it, it's just you kind of end up rooting for the movie at the by the time the movie 
uh, is released. Like there was a thing, like there's a there's a little little sizzle for you in the episode. They're like, um, one of our, our first ever preview screen. As soon as the sleigh takes off in Central Park, it rolled credits, Oops. and the producers said, and the producers were like, "We think that's a better ending." <laughs> that's rude, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, that that's really great. It, it tells you things that you've never heard about these movies. Um, so you're not going into a, a docu a documentary on the DVD that you've seen before. This is like totally new takes. I th- um, I think the one I think I watched the Die Hard the, the movies that made us one yeah did, and that one was really really good and I just I just didn't go back to those just for whatever reason but like I love Elf and I love Nightmare Before Christmas and like is Will Ferrell in that at all is he does he show up at all no damn it Will they can't afford the main stars <laughs> yeah that's fair I'll still watch it because I love that movie yeah all right um yeah okay I I finished season four of Rick and Morty we still haven't done that. Wait, what? Uh, we still have like three episodes. Oh, okay. We, we started just, it. Quit. Okay. That's excellent. Yep. I every time I watch it, I haven't seen Rick and Morty since season three was put on Hulu, and that was like more than a year ago. So screw Hulu. But um, when I finally watched Rick and Morty season four, I'm watching this, and I've seen so many Rick and Morty type shows. People trying to be Rick and Morty, the, that adult comedy show. I'm watching Rick and Morty. I'm like, damn, nobody comes close. Yeah, really. Like. That that writing team, man, um, is insane. Yeah, like Jeff Loveness, like one of the guys who's like up and coming in comics now. He's one of the writers on that show. And I'm like writing the third Ant Man. Yeah, he's writing the third Ant Man. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, that's so good. Yeah, Rick and Morty. Like it's been a while since we watched it, but that shows it really is good. I'd like to finish that season. Yeah, I kind of forgot about it until Brandon brought it up because we we just quit. <laughs> it's I don't true. remember why. Just time. You time. guys saw you guys saw the the memory train, right? Yes. That was a, Yes, I think that was our last episode. That was excellent. That episode is incredible. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah. Like four seasons in, like how do you how do you keep topping yourself? I'm like, oh, it's because they do. Like, yeah. wow, yeah. What then? Jazz. What? Snake jazz. Snake <laughs> jazz. Oh, the snake episode. Holy shit, guys! Okay. <laughs> I tweeted I, about that. No, I have. You know how much I hate snakes. Yeah, I know how much you hate snakes, but I haven't gotten that. The only reason why I know about snake jazz is because I came home from work one night and Fanny was kept doing. <laughs> what is that from she's like oh it's from rick and morty i'm like what what that, do you mean it's from rick and morty that's i don't very, remember anything like that she's like it's snake jazz i'm like the hell is snake jazz that episode is also another incredible episode um <laughs> i have been trying to i have been trying to finish a show for a long time I, guys I'm a, I'm a huge fan i don't really talk about a whole lot i'm a huge fan of lawyer of legal dramas love legal dramas um the oh if apes were snakes says mag <laughs> um there there's if there's a procedural that i often gravitate towards it is legal dramas i watched shark before james woods was a monster um and i watched a show called boston legal mm, which is david e kelly that is william shatner james bader candace bergen renee abrigeois um so many cool actors uh as the show progressed, it got a little, it, it got a lot ridiculous. Um, that because they just started leaning into the comedy of William Shatner and James Bader's characters. Um, by the way, anybody care if I spoil the ending? Go for it. I guess not. I've, I've watched it. That's one of the shows I've actually watched. Alan and Denny get married at the end. Cause Denny is like, you know, we're be- You're my best friend. I want to spend my life with you. Also, if I get Alzheimer's, you'll have spousal privilege. 
and that that will be me protecting you, and you can use my money to do things you want with it. Uh, and it's actually kind of a sweet moment. Really ridiculous. Wait, William Shatner and James Spader's character. James Spader, yes. They get married at the end of it. Yes. Yeah, when you just said Alan and Denny and, and Ben and I haven't watched the show, I'm like, Sorry. I don't even remember their names. I haven't watched that show in ten years. William Shatner and James Spader are the main characters of the Got show. It. Uh-huh. And William Shatner plays a character named Denny Crane, who is a head part, who is a senior partner at Crane Pool and Schmidt, the law firm that um, Alan Jackson. That's his character from Stargate. Um, Alan you Shore. Just, you just had to say that that was who those guys were. That's yes. awesome. William Shatner um, is awesome on that show. That's like that's uh, one of the few things like outside of Star Trek where I, I think he does work really well. Yeah, I, he's also really good in it. Like honestly, yeah. good. Yeah. Um. Cool. Yeah, so I, I really like the show. I finally finished the fifth season. John Larroquette is really great in it. Um, it only lasts for five seasons, and it got really meta. There's a bit where they're in the thing, where they're in a, uh, a courtroom, and they're trying to they're trying to sue the networks, the TV networks, for being ageist because they won't play anything that appeals to the uh, the over fifty, uh, the over fifty market. So John Larroquette is like, no, there are no shows on the air that deal with uh, people over 50. In fact, the only people, the only show on the air that is willing to even uh, show people over 50 is, but actually, you know what? I can't say it uh, or else I'll break the wall there. <laughs> can't break that fourth wall. Um, yeah. So it got really dumb as they got, as they started getting meta. Like there's bits with like Boston legal fluctuated time slots a lot when it was airing. So there's a bit where it's just like, do you think they're going to cancel us thinking about like socially cancel? And then they're like, no, there's plenty of time slots left. <laughs> that's good i love it um so that yeah, show to, uh, start raising the bar <laughs> uh that show was a lot of fun that show was a lot of fun for me to watch uh sparks i i think you and i are going to end up very oh raising the bar because i meant like the bar exam no i meant literally a show called raising the gotcha. bar yeah, yeah, i remember that show because <laughs> my aunt's a lawyer so like i know lawyer shit sometimes i'm like yeah. oh you talking about the bar exam <laughs> oh i thought oh um yeah. Sparks, I think you and I are going to end up very similarly to Alan and Denny. I don't doubt it. <laughs> um, Who's who? Mm. I don't know. Uh, I'm probably the one that's going to get Alzheimer's, so we'll marry because of that. <laughs> don't say that. Blood of Zeus was the final thing I did. I watched the TV show Blood of Zeus. Oh, I thought you said Bloody Goose. <laughs> Blood of Zeus what? on... Uh, this game DLC did you download? <laughs> the better one. The Dead by Daylight DLC. Peace was never an option. Um, that's the new animated, this new Greek mythology animated show from the Castlevania team. Um, it's the same animation as the as Castlevania, and that does give me pause because I'm not crazy about that that animation. However, at the very beginning, they say that there are many stories of Greek mythology that were lost to time because it was an oral uh, tradition. Yeah. Um, and then they said this is one of them, and I was like. Oh shit! You have the you in one line. You have the ability to now have immense stakes that don't exist in a in an adaptation. And do um, you can do what you want, uh, and you can, and you can't have the Greek mythology nuts bitch about it not being canon. Uh, so I forgot to talk about this, but I Pretty watched smart. I watched three episodes of that show like two weeks ago, and I forgot. Uh, I because uh, I didn't finish it, and I just yeah. forgot. Uh, no, I get you. I I I really really want to finish that show because uh, yeah, animation like you know it, it could be stiff at times, but like what other rated R badass mythology show is like this? Yeah, none of them. It's awesome. I love the t- I, lo- I love the giant designs. I love all um, the designs. 
Giants, man. Oh, I yeah. think the I think the giant designs are really cool. Um, I really enjoy the story, how that how that unfolds, and I love the music. The music is a highlight for me because it sounds at times very similar to uh, an old Greek mythology film like Clash of the Titans or Spartacus. I know that's not mythology, but you know you get the picture. Yeah. The yeah. kind of Greek epic uh, film, while also mixing in like the first three God of War soundtracks. <laughs> Um, so I thought the music was great. I love the character designs. I like. I really like the voice cast. Uh, awesome show. I was really enjoying. It. I'm glad I got a season two. Um, I really like Greek mythology uh, uh, things that just want to play in that sandbox. So they try to tell a different story than the one's already been adapted. Immortals: Phoenix Rising. Well, yeah. Uh, the reason why I don't really like the remake of Clash of the Titans outside of it being bad uh, is because I've already seen that story, but I like Wrath of the Titans because it's something completely different. It's just a different story. You get to play in that sandbox. Oh my God, we agree. Uh, I think the first class or the, the remake of Clash of the Titans is like whatever. Yeah. Uh, I defend Wrath of the Titans friggin' hard. Me too. And I, I can't, I, I'm, no, I'm not even joking. This is spoilers for the downright nerdy thing, nerdy thing. I've been waiting for me to get picked so I can pick Wrath of the Titans so I can watch it again. <laughs> I think it's legitimately an excellent action movie. I've That's heard about, this like, a lot. I just and no one it. ever talks about that, so love you, Brandon. Love it's it. because Clash of the Titans wasn't good, but Wrath of the Titans, again, all they were like, this isn't a, this isn't a story you've heard before, we're just playing in the sandbox. Yeah. And it's like completely original, doing its own thing. So much Greek mythology stuff, yeah. Oh, God, Breath of Titans rules, you guys. Please go buy it. Just, just do it. Uh, yeah. That's all I got. Cool. You go, because I left my lips upstairs. Someone go grab it as you talk. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Some of it I got to talk about with you, so go yeah, for yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> um, watched The Mandalorian, obviously. I think we all did that. We're not going to talk about it, because we have another show where we do that. So talk about that's it. it. Um, I did, however, start the Disney gallery behind the scenes thing about Mandalorian. I just watched one, but still super good. That's fun. Most of you've done it. Dave Filoni rules. Yeah. Ton of fun. Uh, Megan and I picked up, uh, uh, continuing because we dropped off, uh, for no particular reason. It's a super quality show. We just, it got put in our backlog, but everything's going to be okay. Just on free form. I highly encourage you to watch it. We didn't finish the season yet, but we're going to, um, it doesn't take a, a long time to go through. It's on Hulu. Uh, my friend Kayla Cromer is in it. She's a main character in it. She's fantastic. She uh, kills it, honestly. She's so good. Um, I'm so happy for her. Um, please watch that show. Um, in order to keep up with my anime night buddies, I had to watch four episodes of Jujutsu Kaisen this week. Uh, that anime is dope. Uh, I'm really happy to report that I think that anime is really really cool so um that's great <laughs> like, it's just it's neat stuff i think they're doing a good job with it um speaking of anime megan and i also returned to another show we were watching which is promise neverland mm. um that anime also continues to be really good is it a is an anime about like wonderland or like Neverland? no stuff? promise neverland okay i think you'd actually really like this i'm gonna tell you the concept of promise neverland it's a whole bunch of kids uh, they are all orphans, and they live with this uh, nurse who they all refer to as mom, right? Um, let's say there's like 16 kids, all varying ages, but nobody over 12. That's because when they turn 12, they get taken out to a truck, and they are carted away to be fed to demons. Yay, something is killing the children. They live on a human farm, and three of the smartest children who are about to turn 12 figure this out and are plotting an escape from the farm. And trying to, uh, in the 
best way that they possibly can with the limited amount of information that they can find in their little library, learn if there's actually even a world outside of the farm that will protect them, or if it's just demons ruling everything. Is, is it fantasy? Or is it like post-apocalyptic? Like, what is it? Uh, well, all you see is like this beautiful farm. Okay, so it's like- they That they live in, they and they're not allowed you. to leave a certain like barrier. There's a fence, okay. and they never go over the fence. And then they see a truck come in the first episode because one of the little girls who's being taken away, uh, she leaves her toy behind. Mm. They go to take it to her, and two of them find these monsters, Ooh. and she's already dead. Nice. And they're carting her away. Uh, the anime is really good. So, you're welcome. I'll keep an eye out. <clears throat> uh, the second season is about to drop. Um, January, actually. Uh, Megan and I, I didn't know this was a thing. Megan and I finished the story for the Nintendo Switch Mario Party. There's a story mode? There's a story mode, yeah. <laughs> there's not a story mode. There's just, there's just, you did all the things. That's a story. <laughs> you win. The story <laughs> then, is you did it. And then everybody's like, oh, yeah. The reason I want to talk about this is because <laughs> what happens is you get five gems. When you get the five gems, it makes the big super winner crown. Once that happens, that crown is on a pedestal, and that's where the whole ending cinematic happens. And they tease like, oh, until the next party, and everybody's like, there'll be another party. And I'm like, guys, this is like Mario Party 15. <laughs> there'll be another it's party. The final fantasy. Um, anyway, you go back into like anytime you go back in to do anything, the five gems are still there, but the crown is gone. The crown doesn't stay there. Fuck the crown. <laughs> you got to earn it every time or something? Like No, that's it. There's just no crown. Your five gems are still there. You just don't have the crown. They took it for Fall Guys. Stupid. Sorry. All right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we played some Dead by Daylight. Um, I have Mandalorian on here twice. Because that was just uh, twice. We talked about Godmothered. Uh, the last two things. Oh, oh, Happiest Season. I watched Happiest Season. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's the one with oh, that's the Hulu. Kristen yes, Kristen Stewart. Uh, I know you're not... That is also like ancillarily a Christmas movie. I would not. It's a Christmas movie, but like, I'm not, that's not what it's about. It's not like I'm, I wouldn't watch it if it was based on Christmas. I totally understand why people are a little frustrated with the plotting of the film, but I also think that that cast is so flipping good it doesn't matter. And uh, well, not that it doesn't matter. That's a little too mean uh, and rude and dismissive. Uh, it matters, but I still think the film is solid because it's a good cast. There's a lot of good intentions to it. I do think for the most part of the story that it's trying to tell, it is convoluted, but it's executed well. It definitely could be better, but I'm just glad that we even have this. Um, mm -hmm. I think everybody's really good in it. Mackenzie Davis is the main love interest for Kristen Stewart. Mackenzie Davis, y'all remember from Terminator Dark Fate. Yeah, there's a lot of Dark Fate love on the internet this week, and I love it. I'm really happy about that, too. Uh, and Aubrey Plaza is fantastic in it. Uh, Victor Garber, Mary Holland. Uh, who is the voice of the droid from the Jedi Knight Training Academy, is super great in it. Uh, probably my favorite character. Mary Steenburgen? Steen Steen Mary Steenburgen. Steenburgen, yeah. Uh, yeah. From uh, Last Man on Earth, uh, amongst other things. Yes, all super good. Uh, I, I do recommend watching Happiest Season. Hell yeah. Um, the last two things I'm going to talk about are related to this guy, which, number one, Ryan and I, for no particular reason whatsoever, watched Batman v Superman last night, I guess. All three hours and three minutes of it. Oh, boy. We would tell you to go listen to a podcast about it, but we uh, didn't record it. Wait a second. That wait, movie wait, is only... Wait, wait, wait. Which historians? Uh, the cast was great. The plot was facepalm. I totally agree. I totally agree. 
it has its entertaining value in my opinion, but I get it. You um, know what? You know what? I don't agree. Just because I think she should she should have ended up with Riley doesn't mean that I don't think that Mackenzie Davis's moment at the end is incredibly justified for the genre of picture that was. I get that. That's not the problem I have with it, and I don't need to get into it right now. We can talk. I also about haven't seen it yet, so don't spoil it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Wait, are we uh, talking? Yes, are we talking about? Oh, that was happiest season. That was. <laughs> I remember when Mackenzie Grace? Remember when Mackenzie Grace showed up in Batman Stupid? Kristen Stewart and Batman hung out. <laughs> okay. No, because when Batman popped up, it was when uh, Sparks was going into BVS, and I'm like, what? No, I real quickly. The historian was responding to Happy Season. Real quickly, Ben. Uh, the chat is is. One and a half minutes behind us. Oh. Uh, so. Uh, so anyway, uh, in regards to uh, BBS, Ryan and I will not be saying uh, anything really about it right now uh, other than, oh my God. Um, Listen, <laughs> if this is your first time on the podcast, we have opinions on Batman versus Superman. If you've listened to us before, you know how you feel. You know Here's how the thing. Y- y'all were safer when I hadn't seen the movie since theaters. <laughs> now I'm reinvigorated now the are off. and I have context to be yeah. angry. Um, I'm a smarter person than I was four years ago, too. Me, too. So I'm just like... I can really see <laughs> problems with it. And look, here's the thing. Um, we're going to go on another show uh, at some point in the nearest future. Or we don't. Maybe it falls through. I don't know. If that happens, guess what? We're doing it here. Um, because this isn't going to get wasted. Because listen, we did homework, and we, we got to turn in the homework. But here's two fundamental things I'll just leave you with. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg's performance of Lex Luthor is absolute trash. And uh, that film is not a character study of anybody. If it's even close, it would be Batman. But it's definitely not a character study of Superman. It's a character study of how to make For a bad movie. For that to happen, Superman would have to be a character in that movie, and I'm done. Okay. look forward to that at another point in time hopefully uh the other thing is uh it was kind of a big part of our week we did Fortnite. uh the marvel event and the end of season four occurred we recorded a whole video about it where ryan and i were playing together we explored a whole bunch of the marvel stuff he got the words huh say the words it's in the link below yeah it's in the link below (laughs) uh ryan got dr doom which is awesome um we fought galactus which was would you like to describe it it's pretty cool yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, so he's really big. So um, this was our first Fortnite event, and from what I understand, most of these big Fortnite events they're not long things. Like this Galactus event was 15 minutes. It was basically like a single player mission you did uh, just with a bunch of other people. Um, but I thought it was really fun. And like Galactus, like in terms of video games, there's never been a better Galactus. Like Galactus has never felt like more of an evil presence or like a, a like a hungering presence. Um, Clearly, you didn't play Lego Lego Marvel superheroes too. No, um, I sure. I know what you're. You feed to. him a cake. No, sure. How I know about you're billions to. and billions of players fighting him at once, though. <laughs> you know, like I'm just saying, he's so big. Like he's uh, literally galactic size. Yeah, it's really good. Um, check out that video. I did a time mark the I video, that. Uh, so you can see where every single separate match of ours ends. It's both us playing the battle royale matches where there's a bunch of Marvel stuff in the map. It's also us playing Marvel Knockout, where we got to use the superheroes' powers in a tournament. It's just a tur- it's it's a Dragon Ball Z tournament with superpowers. It was so nice. much fun. I miss uh, it already. Yeah, so the two of us fighting two other players, uh, each armed with random Marvel uh, superhero powers. Um, that was a ton of fun. And then ultimately it ends with the Galactus event. Then 
that ended. Uh, season five started this week. They introduced Mandalorian. Kratos is available right now. The whole season is about bounty hunters. I know this because I'm playing it. Uh, I have been hooked into the Fortnite. Um, I'm part of the Fortnite crew. Um, I have also become Fortnite. a member of the Fortnite crew. The Fortniters. The Fortniters. Uh, that's literally a subscription pass thing, which I think is a super dope way for you to get a taste of Fortnite for mm -hmm. a month if you don't necessarily want to dive all the way into paying for a 30 dollar battle pass or whatever amount the battle pass is yeah you can just pay twelve dollars for one month and just check out the season and if it's not for you then that's it you could just back out um it's a lot of fun uh they completely rejiggered re re the map um there's a whole bunch of new dynamics added uh all of it is related to bounty hunting you hunt other players in the game they hunt you um there's all these new characters added both original and uh Hints that Master Chief is coming, all this other kind of stuff. Predator. Um, no, I wouldn't call Kratos a bounty hunter. But he is a hunter. Uh, I, it's, I, it's, it's loose. They're going to use that term real loose. Yeah, it's very loose. It's like, <laughs> yo, sure. this is a person who kills people. He's a hunter. Yeah, yeah. Um, to get that IP in. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know who is a hunter? And I'm really hoping that the rumors are true. Predator? Yeah. Yeah. That would be so sick. Uh, Predator might be coming to Fortnite. And uh, I have, I ha there's something big coming there's definitely a big IP coming that we don't know because if you scroll through in their battle pass all the way at the end, there's just a bunch of question marks for a epic character. Um, and it hasn't been revealed yet who that's going to be. And, and they, I cannot believe that's Master Chief. So we'll they see. They started with, with Mandalorian and Kratos. So like, I can only imagine who they got. Exactly. Like, um, what was that? But this one, but this one is not like the Marvel season uh, where we got to tell you like, oh, it's basically, it's Probably like, a, Give it a month, yeah. It's like all these uh, story quests based around the Marvel events. That's what it was. This is not like that. It's much more in tone with, I think, what Fortnite has been before. Just killing those. Um, a lot more. But but you still get your, like, missions. And I that's the thing that I really appreciate because um, I think what, what really put me onto the game is that a uh, friend of our, uh, mine named Michael sold me on that Fortnite, learned that it needed to be a game for the 99 losers in uh, a battle royale, not for the one winner. And I think that it's really gotten good at that. It's really, uh, you you played a bit of The Mandalorian. You were talking about how well they do the detail. Yeah. Um, they they really lovingly recreate these characters when they bring in these IPs and everything. And, and honestly, they're original characters too. They put a lot of work into making them creative. They have their own sound designs. They sound as they're supposed to sound. Like when Kratos is running around, it sounds like him. Mm -hmm. He sounds different from how the other characters move. He has um, a mirror on his back. And he looks so good. He's making like facial reactions yeah. to things going on. Like it's good stuff. I don't know, guys. Fortnite's really fun. It's it's just it's like when it's the type of thing where like when you throw enough money at something, <clears throat> you can actually get something cool out of it. It's it's not just like a it's not just brands doing stuff for brands. It's like yo, we can we can be simpatico and like we got a good game. You got a cool look. Let's combine it. And it's like yo, the Mandalorian has never looked better. Like this is like he looks so good. Baby Yoda's so cute. Kratos looks sick. Kratos doing stupid Doja Cat dances. I love it. And the only time <laughs> that you can play Kratos outside of a PlayStation console. Yeah, you can play Kratos on your Xbox in Fortnite. It's not a big deal, but like I saw that on Twitter. I was like, yo, man, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. That's right. the Fortnite report. All right. Until next week. All right, guys. So I didn't do any movie stuff except for what we already talked about. So I played some video games and I read some comics. So um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I put 20 hours into that game and I think, I think I'm approaching the end of it. Uh, one, because I didn't buy it because I bought the Ubisoft Pass. 
uh, which is, you know, their subscription model where you get all the games. Uh, I don't have to buy. I don't want to spend $240 on the four Ubisoft games that came out this year. I could spend 15 bucks and be done with it in a month <laughs> if I want to. So um, I'm not enjoying it as much as Odyssey, which is the Greek mythology one. Valhalla is the Vikings one. And even though it put me into a rabbit hole of appreciating Viking culture and stuff, the gameplay itself, it's just like, hey, it's another open world Ubisoft game. Uh, and I played all of them. And then... <laughs> Watch Dogs Legions came out and Immortals Phoenix Rising came out. And those are all games that play very similarly. And I'm like, oh man, can't wait to play all those games again. But the stuff that I really like about Valhalla is the is the open world like story uh, narrative stuff. That's really fun. So I got three things down and these are all side quests that I just thought were fun. And it's probably gonna be the last I'm gonna play of Valhalla. But I just want to talk about cool stuff. There's a there's a side quest where you're you're traveling and you come across this farm and there's these two kids yelling at each other and you go up and you talk to the kids and the kids are like we're just having a conversation about if our daddy can he can beat everyone with one punch and uh, and the kids like yeah he sure can and then this, the, the the dad walks out and he's like what you guys talking about and then I'm like yo I hear you can beat me in one punch. And he's like, well, I, I don't really fight anymore, but if you want to try it, we can do it. And he's one punch man. He kills you in one punch every single time. So every time you go back to the house, this guy's like 200 levels higher than you, so I'm never going to beat him. But the kids are like, he's called the wallop man. He's like, oh, are you back for a wallop? And I just, it's so fun just to run up to these kids. They're like, oh, you want to get your ass beat again? And the guy, the dad's like, I don't know. You've done this five times. Uh, it's just a nice little thing that I'm never going to beat. Um <laughs> There's a guy called the property guy. So I'm traveling um, in England. They're all Christians, right? I'm a pagan. Uh, I come across this man sitting in his chair. And he's like, oh, you pagan. Let me tell you how good God is. God is so great. I don't need anything in my life and I'd be happy. So the quest is destroy his shit to prove his worth to God. So I destroy his barn and he's like, I don't need that barn. I, I don't need crops or anything. Then I slay all of his livestock and his cows and his goats. And he's like, I didn't need to eat. God will nourish me. Then I burn his house down. And he's like, you know, um, God's great and all, but uh, maybe, and then it's just quest complete and I just walk away. And he's like, oh, God? <laughs> and that's the last I saw that guy. And I just thought it was really funny that I destroyed that guy's <laughs> life because uh, of God. Um, that's saying there's the comb lady. There's this guy uh, uh, swimming in a lake and he's trying to find this comb for this lady that's on the beach. And she's like, oh, just keep looking for the dialing. I'm sure it's down there. And uh, because I'm the hero, I just go down and I get it. Um, and I bring the comb back to her and, and she's like, cool, let's bang. And I'm like, oh, that's what we're doing here. And he's like, yeah, like I have nothing to do. My husband's been dead for years. So I just throw my comb into the lake and I wait for people to get it. And then I bang them. And she's like, and my character's like, isn't that a little bad? And she's like, are you judging me? And I'm like, nope, that's not who I am. Let's bang. And I banged her. <laughs> and she's like, I'll see you later. And she throws her comb into the lake. And I'm like, man, Vikings are funny. Um, so that's uh, Real quickly, Ryan. <laughs> Which is story says they decided to retell the story of Job. I'm assuming Job. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Um, it could honestly, which historian, I'm not I'm not religious or anything. That could be that could be that. Um he he was a nice Christian man with a wallop, so I don't know. Um so that's Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh I have Immortals Phoenix Rising downloaded, so I will probably be going much into that because that's the Greek mythology game that I'm really looking forward to. It looks really fun. Breath of the Wild, really stoked. Got a bunch of comics, you guys. S got bad news. Let's talk about Endless Winter real quick. Um Endless Winter, you guys remember the Avengers 1 million BC? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey guys, that's Endless Winter. Cool. Let's talk about King and Black. King and Black. We knew, we knew that, though. We knew going into that, that's what it was going to be. Did we? Yeah, we talked about it on the show. We were like, this is Endless Winter. We're like, oh yeah, Avengers 1 million BC. Okay. Um, the art is not good, and it feels like it was written in 2003, which again, it's written by Ron Mars and Andy Lang, who are guys from way back when. Um, I'm not picking up issue two. I'm glad, like, because I don't need to buy another $6 book. Um, it feels like a 
fill in event before future state or whatever that's going to be. And that's unfortunate. Um, so let's move on to King of Black. That's a number one book. Uh, I'm probably not going to buy issue two because uh, every single event that I've read is like, okay, so the army comes and then the army wins. And then the, the villains or the heroes are going to be at a loss until they find something that helps them win again. And this first issue <laughs> did literally nothing new that I've ever seen before, except have extraordinarily beautiful Arbor Rank Stegman. That dude's been killing it. This is probably the best issue he's drawn. It's probably going to get better. Uh, the buildup to Noel has been fun. Noel's here, and he just, the first issue, he beats the heroes, and then it's the Noel-verse. And that's pretty much every event that I've read from Marvel the last couple of years. And I'm like, cool. I hope it's more than that. Uh, it, it felt very kind of generic. Um, Hellions and X-Factor. X of Swords is done. X-Men has resumed. Uh, Hellions and X-Factor are both dope. X-Men's still great. What can I say? Deceased Dead Planet. Oh my God, you guys. John Constantine has never been a bigger asshole. And that's something you don't often get to say because he's always an asshole. This guy, without spoiling what's actually happening, like two to certain characters, John Constantine is killing gods and heroes of the multiverse to become the person who can stop the deceased virus. Like he's like, there's no other way we can do this. I have to take matters in my own hands and I have to kill gods and I have to take artifacts from other heroes because no one's willing to make the sacrifice needed to save the universe. But at the same time, they have found a cure so it is a race against time to stop this person from killing all these zombies when they have the cure. So it's like it's like a race against time and these different factions of heroes doing different things. And I'm like, man, man, uh, Tom Taylor, you really know what you're doing. Please give him a Justice League book. It's not him. Spoilers. It's Josh, it's, uh, Josh Williamson. Um, Batman Catwoman. Hey, guys. Brandon, I want to talk about you just for your second because I know you're not a big fan of the Tom King book, but I do know you like Sunstone and I know you like hot erotic shit. This is a black label book. Oh Called out. I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. I like it too. For the sake of the children, you are wrong. But for okay. the sake of the late night crowd, well, you know. Hell yeah. Batman Catwoman is the sexiest book I've read this year. Because it's a black label book, um, Bruce and, and Selena are just like banging and they're half naked all the time. And, and uh, Andrea Beaumont, spoilers, the phantasms, phantasms in it. That's the whole point of this book. She's back and she looks so good. I... I'm not exaggerating, but I think there is a there is a picture of a character. And I don't want to say who the character is, um, but there's a picture of a character that might be the best drawing of this character I have ever seen in a comic book. It is it is so stunning. I want to put it on my wall like immediately. Um, it is the Clayman's art is he's been drawing this book for like 18 months. This 12 issue book, he's he's been taking so much time on it, and it is so beautiful. And the story can be like I, I'm not convinced that the story is going to be great yet, but I know. Uh, the, the Andrea stuff's good. And I just want to see how that plays out. I listened to a Tom King interview and I just want to talk about Tom King real quick because there's a lot of scuttlebutt of why his Batman run ended and how it ended. He finally put, he finally said what happened to his Batman run. He was going to be able to do a finish his run at 105, but he had to set up everything for 5g. He had to set up endless winter. He had to set up another event and he had to do all of that in the last, uh, uh, the stuff that you read with the Bane stuff. Can you imagine how shitty that could have been? Right, so they said, okay, cool. So instead of doing that, we'll give you your own uh, a maxi series to finish it off. And he's like, cool, that's what I want. Can I have Phantasm? And they were like, oh, can I please have Phantasm? And they said, yes. So I'm, if anything, I'm glad this is the direction it got because um, as, as good or bad as that his Batman run is, I think, I think it is a single solitary thing. And if he, if he would have made it to 100, it would have been ruined. It straight up would have been ruined. Um, and I'm just glad that interference didn't happen because, uh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm digging this number one. Can't wait to read issue two. I think, oh, this is my last book. Uh, FF Road Trip. Uh, I thought this was a miniseries. 
and when I read when I finished the first issue and it said the end and it said continues in Fantastic Four 27, I'm like, I'm not giving Dan Slott another dollar. Screw this. <laughs> um, this is the best Fantastic Four book of the year because the only other one is the Dan Slott book. It's a road trip book about the Fantastic Four slowly. That's not true, isn't there? Isn't there um, the antithesis? Uh, thank you. Yeah, it's bad. Right, but I mean, it's, it is another oh, Fantastic Four. Sorry, book. It, sorry. It's the, it's the best Fantastic Four book. I'll say because <laughs> Dan Slott's not writing that one, right? What? Antithesis. He's not writing that one, right? Oh, that's that's uh, Mark Wade. Yeah, I read Mark issue Wade. one today because it just dropped on Marvel Unlimited. Uh, it's bad. Um, whatever. Um, this book's about uh, the FF. They get they go on a road trip and Reed's doing his thing. I was like, oh, he's gonna go hang out in his lab and not hang out with the kids. And doing that causes the Fantastic Four to um, rapidly uh, die. And they are they. It is body horror to the extreme. I've never seen the Fantastic Four more gross. There are characters combining like the thing. It is horrifying. And I'm just like to clarify, John Carpenter's the thing. Yes, not. Fantastic Four, the thing. Sorry, yes. Although the thing and the yes, yes. Sorry, John, <laughs> John Carpenter's the thing. There is some really disgusting body horror stuff, like with like Sue, who can go invisible. Like all of different parts of her body are visible, like muscles and bones and stuff. And Reed is just melting. Ben's skin is falling off. Johnny's literally a flaming skeleton who's on fire and it hurts him. Um, the kids are becoming stupider. And Franklin, his his omnipotence is is so crazy that he is literally on every planet and every room at all times at once. So there are literally billions of Franklins just everywhere. And it's just like, yeah, yeah. Dan Slott wanted to take away his, his mutant power. Cause he's, he's a lazy writer. And I'm like, it makes me so mad. It makes me so mad you guys. Cause this book was so good. Um, definitely buy road trip. It's a, it's a one shot. Um, if you want a good fantastic four book, it's Chris Cantwell. He's killing it with doom and iron man. Uh, Chris Cantwell is just like, he's my guy right now at Marvel, man. Um, I, I hope he gets more stuff. He's he, an up and coming star. He, he definitely, you, Tom Taylor over there. For real. Like he, he, um, uh, Iron Man, Dr. Doom and, and Reed. Those are three very egotistical characters. And, and Chris Cantwell is the, right now the guy who gets that better than anyone who can write like really complex characters who are good guys or bad guys, but, uh, he wants some shit as well. I love Did it. Did you read the, uh, latest issue of Immortal Hulk where the last page was? So here's the thing. Yes. I think I tweeted that and I'm just like, you son of a bitch, Al Ewing. <laughs> oh, so good. Because it's the thing in the, the thing. It's like, so here's the thing. I'm like, oh, yeah. Hey, guys, also read Immortal Hulk. It's a good book. Yeah, good book. That is me. That's an hour in. Read comic books. Read comic books. That's, that's it. I was going to say something else, but I changed my mind. So let's oh, no. move into our B&B. Let's get a helping hand of B&B. And here's your bread. And your butter. Here's your bread butter. Hey, okay, not in my ear, thank you. I thought this beginning was going to go quicker, so I actually spared no expense when it came to this news, and we we're just talking about everything. Oh yeah. Um. So first off, some sad news. Hugh Keys Burn. Hope I pronounced that right. Um, most recently played Immortan Joe. Uh, in Mad Max Fury Road. He was also in the first Mad Max as the antagonist there. Um, he passed away this week at the age of 73. Yeah. Hmm. That's a shame because that uh, that Furiosa sequel is happening soon. And I'm pretty sure she's directly tied to that guy. Um, so that's a shame he won't be able to reprise that role. Yeah. He was one of the, like, one of Australia's most famous, most, most favored actors. Yeah. Um, he apparently fought very hard for humanitarian and environmental issues. So he was a real activist. He was a good guy. It's cool. Yeah. Rest in peace, Morton Joe. Okay. Warner Media stuff's got a lot of got a lot coming from Warner Media. By the way, 
Let's talk about CCXP real quickly. I didn't put this in the news. Talk about what? CCXP. What's that? It's a Brazilian Comic-Con. Oh. Mm. Um, Warner's released a first look at Godzilla vs. Kong. No, they didn't. Don't lie to me. They did. No, I know they did, but no, they, <laughs> but no, they didn't. No, they didn't. So real quickly, for those of you who don't know, uh, I've been talking about a bit on Twitter. Every single time there's news about Godzilla vs. Kong, it's a new freaking logo. How many logos I, have had? So many. Really ridiculous I, amount. I genuinely think nine. Wait, wait, and let's be let's clarify. It's not that they're changing the logo so much; they're changing the banner of the look of the logo. Yes. Okay. And then when they announced what we we're going to talk about, um, they released another new logo, and I was like, "Hey, we got another one!" And then when yep, we're like, "CCXP is coming," they're going to show us the trailer. They got to show us the trailer, right? We got some Godzilla vs Kong news, guys. Oh, bam! Logo. Wow. And we're like, are you kidding? It's going to happen sooner like, or later. Hey, guys, here's some news. It's a new logo. It's like... And then a clip, and then like a, a brief clip of the two of them roaring in different locations. Yeah, one second of each of them. Like, yep, that's what they look like. Cool. Yep. <laughs> Glad to see they haven't changed. Actually, anyway. Kong has. Kong, he's got like, bigger. You got, you got a better idea. No, he's like, he's got burliness to him. He's now. got a beard. He's got, he has to get bigger. To fight no, him. I know. It's just, it's just... He's got a beard. Yeah, he's got his beard going. Old man Kong. Old man Kong. That's your favorite thing? It's my favorite thing. It's my favorite trope. This Kong's got to come out of retirement for one last job. <laughs> one last Godzilla. <laughs> um, there was also a brief moment where a lot of people think they saw a Destroyer. So that's kind of cool. Did, in those two seconds? Somewhere. That's a lie. That's a bold-faced lie. Destroyer? I hope that's not true. I really well, Okay, Destroyer... Real quickly, Destroyer has been rumored for a long time because the, yeah. the the newspaper articles and the and the end do lead into Godzilla vs Kong. So this, uh, the Oxygen Destroyer and Ghidorah's head yeah. have been heavily rumored to like create Destroyer. Uh, I'm, I'm not against, I'm not against him. I just, I just don't think anybody saw him in those two seconds of footage. Yeah, and you would think that we would have Mechagodzilla before we get Destroyer. No, Mechagodzilla. No, I saw King of the Monsters. Mechagodzilla would work in this franchise. Um, you must get aliens. They really changed the rules on us in Godzilla versus, versus Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yeah. You get um, alien? Yeah, because we got... Mechagodzilla King of is also rumored because in the newspapers at the end of King of the Monsters, uh, they say that there is a robotic monster on Skull Island. Gigan! That monarch, that monarch has been working on. Oh, it is Mechagodzilla then. Or it's both, and it's going to be too stuffed. They got to fight something. Here's the thing. Uh, you can't st overstuff kaiju movies. Not sure. Because they don't have character arcs necessarily uh, to the point where, like, nobody goes, Destroy All Monsters had many had too many kaiju. Everyone's <laughs> like, man, that movie had so many kaiju. That was nuts. You're right. Destroy All <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Because anyway, we have other real news to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, 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 froze, I think Brandon froze. This destroyer oh. talk made him. Uh, oh, no. Uh, he's super frozen. The American military industrial complex. No, that's Almost too real. Hello. You're Hi, back. Brandon. What's up? Are oh. you good? Oh, oh, he's lagging. Oh, you got like a 12 minute delay. Oh, he's lagging. <laughs> Where was I? I don't know. 
I was in the I'm in the upside down. Yeah. The Phantom Zone. Um didn't the end of Godzilla have like Terrence no um yeah I mean that's not his name but yeah <laughs> I know oh, what man. you're saying. Uh, Tywin looking at yeah, the Ghidorah head that yeah. survived. The dumb like, <laughs> The game is on again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Am I back? Yes, yeah, you're back. back. What's up? Oh, boy. That was fun. All right. What's next with Warner Media? What's up in our news? HBO Max had, was big in the news this week as Warner Media announced that their entire 2021 film slate will be released. <laughs> Sorry. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you will be released on HBO Max and where open theaters the same day. Oh yeah, where those theaters at? Uh, definitely Dryden's and then wherever you are, it depends. <laughs> and then obviously uh, overseas. So literally yeah. everywhere that's not America. Yeah. Which HBO Max is not available overseas, so I'm sure that's why they decided to do the to yep. do this. Yeah. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Um, and uh, no increased charge if you're an HBO Max subscriber. Yep, for every single one. Hey, man. Global pandemic. I I, uh, I said something on Twitter. Cause, so I said something on Twitter. Because, like, at first I was like, man, ruining cinema. Um, but then I was like, you know what? I don't care. Honestly, I don't care. If you want to watch a movie, wherever you want to watch it, watch it. I don't care. Welcome to the good life, Brandon. What what I've been upset about, what I what I have always been upset about, is the fact that we were at this position. We were at this place in our history that was so fundamentally screwed up by nobody in charge of these decisions. Yeah. Uh, like I said, when I when I lost my job, I didn't lose it because of competence. I lost it because someone else lost it for me. It's like no, this. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Um. I just, uh, my, the only things that get me about this are just, I think it was a little premature to call the entire year. I could have understood up to the summer or the end of the summer. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. I thought it was a little premature to just commit to this promise now because even if we get the vaccines and Dune, everything goes back to solid points in the summer, that means that Dune has this treatment, regardless of if all the theaters are open and everybody's going, they have to hold to this promise now. Yeah. Or people are going to be like, whoa, what? But I mean, Um, if theaters are open in a year, then we just go see Dune. No, exactly. I'm saying like that's not, but but like there will be they will not get drawbacks when they need it, or or theaters don't get the benefit, you yeah. know, as much. Uh, because the other thing is like theaters don't get the benefit of people going to those theaters once they're open, uh, to see these movies because they have the option of doing it at home. So yeah. it's it's hurting that that return form yeah. for them too. Um, I, the other thing about it is that uh, it's the same problem I have with Soul, which is that. Uh, fundamentally, and I know Brandon's writing an article about it, is that um, fundamentally, uh, these are not actually free. Someone else is paying a price for us. Um, you know, we're getting to watch it for free, but that's because somebody's eventually getting laid off. A bunch of people are. Lower yeah. level people. They're going to get laid off for this um, because they're making it so that these films aren't turning as much of a profit as they should be. And the artists aren't getting their work acknowledged the way that they should be. And uh, I just, I don't think that there's anything wrong with asking for five or $10 from every person who subscribed to these streaming services for these movies to help support the industry and keep people from getting laid off because it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, like I, I, it is not a one for one, but like a whole bunch of layoffs happened at Disney. We all know about them. There's a lot of people who worked at Disneyland for 30 years and lost their jobs with no guarantee of being returned to it. And they maybe didn't have to if Soul 
wouldn't be given for free. Because they need um, to make $200 million back. Yeah. Real quick, real quickly, I want to mention two things uh, real quickly, which Historian uh, talks about. I'm not going to read the whole comment, but basically talks about this could help the rewatchability of movies. You know, have, they're no longer, you saw it in theaters. Oh, I feel like watching it put on HBO Max. There's that. That is actually dope because, like, what if I love Dune? I'm going to love Dune. And, like, can I watch Dune again and I immediately go home and just watch it on my TV? That is yeah. really That's cool. hella dope. Uh, okay. And the other thing, and the other thing, the second thing, man, I said two things. Um, and the second thing I want to touch on is that in my article, I say, uh, and I firmly believe this, that it is entirely possible that theater going will become a more pure experience because the people who go are going to be the ones that really want to be there. Yeah, 100%. Sure. Yeah. And be- before I forget, to go on Sparks's first point about how um, if a movie – like, okay, say we get the vaccine and everything somewhat returns normal where we could go outside and not get worried about catching a deadly disease and we could go to movie theaters. Again. By the way, it can give you erectile dysfunction. Don't get COVID. Wear your masks. Oh, wow. Damn. Okay. But say that happens. But I could – like, say we go see Dune and we could – but it's like, oh, why would you – let me – Start Sparks's what – Ben, continue. It's, it's okay, Ben. You can continue. I'm pretty sure that even though the option for me to stay at home and watch it for free would be there, I would still be totally fine with going outside and paying movie to see in the theater because, especially the four of us, we miss doing that. We would give money to go outside and see a movie theater in a theater with a crowd full of people again. Yeah. That's one of the things a lot of us miss. I keep seeing posts on Facebook and Nine Gag and everywhere where it's an empty theater hall. They're walking to their to their oh, auditorium yeah. and they're like, "Damn." I miss this, that, that speed feeling of going to see a new film that you want to go see. So like Coca-Cola though, commercial in the front of, in the beginning of every AMC movie where they're just like, <laughs> Oh yeah. The, the lame Coke commercials, man. I remember I, 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 I miss those lame commercials in the front. I miss the sitting down and watching those two realtors who followed Ryan on, on a uh, Instagram. They still come to my restaurant. They're great. Yeah, they. Uh, I miss seeing those commercials. I miss judging the other ones because for their poorly made commercials, I just miss going to the theater with my friends and hanging out. So yeah, for sure. Once, go ahead. I mean, even though there will be an option for me to stay at home and watch in the, in the safety of my own home on my on my couch in my pajamas, I would still be like, no, I'm gonna put on pants. I'm gonna go outside because this is gonna be an event. Because not only am I going to go see a movie, I'm also probably going to get dinner with Fanny, and I'm also going to see my friends again. I yeah. want that. I miss that. Give it's, me that back. Again, because, like, again, this is such a circumstance. If you want that, too, buy your masks. There you go. Buy your mask. It's just, like, a, such a circumstantial thing. But, like, let's say, like, in six months, like, things do get better. But, like, what if I, like, like in that weekend, like, In the Heights comes out? I don't I don't want to have to go see In the Heights in the theaters if I'm not feeling it. I just watch it in my room. Like, really? I think just, just the, the ability that that's there for you is so nice and so like it's 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 like a christmas gift almost in a way in like a stupid way you know what i mean like this is for a lot of people this is a this is gonna save their year because they like like we all love going to movies we can't go to movies like if i couldn't ever see dune or wonder woman i'd be pissed yes but like they're giving us the option and that yes there's obviously circumstances but like and also it's only for this upcoming year right that's the the other thing that's the other thing that i was going to mention um, the other part of the news mm-hmm. is that right now Warner Brothers is just saying this is just this year. We're only looking at yeah. it this year, but you know you can't imagine like if this works really well for them, they're going to do it next year too. If it's yeah, successful, like, it also yeah. depends on what the world looks like come say May or June. We come don't know what's going to happen. So, I mean, you... could, yeah. Go ahead. I was I was going to say if if they say okay, twenty one twenty one slate's going to be on HBO Max and theaters. Theaters open up again. People go. 
and it's like, yeah, you just, we're still going to honor our promise, but once the film's coming out for 2022, since COVID's gone and people could go to theaters, we're not going to do that. And it's like, okay, fine, we can go to theaters again. That's like, that's the Batman. Like, I think by 2022, like, I don't think they want the Batman on just on the streaming service. No. Um, the, the movies, the movies that I'm sure that they're looking at this, like, is there any way we could just keep the movies that were guaranteed a billion dollars? Yeah. 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 It, it, and all of that is, I agree with, like, that's, it's a really nice thing. And I also kind of understand why HBO Max is hesitant to put a five or $10 price tag on these films because they are a $15 subscription service. One of the yeah. most expensive out there. And most, the most. People, most people have not had it. Mm -hmm. um and uh and this definitely is helpful to them to get a bunch more subscribers that's that's also part of the goal so in a sense like you're getting all those 15 dollars a month subscribers so maybe that justifies it because you're going to get a whole bunch more people hopefully doing that mm -hmm. yeah. uh i still think that there is no harm especially with the 15 dollars price tag in a five dollar ask for you to watch the movie for the month yeah for the week whatever um there's just no reason to hold back. There's in, in the industry, there's above the line workers and there's below the line workers. And I'm telling you below the line workers somewhere, even if we don't hear about it are paying the price for this freedom. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just don't think that was necessary. I think there was a way to at least ask for a little bit to support these films, to support the artists, yeah. to make it so that people who don't deserve to get laid off, don't get laid off when there's already plenty of us laid off in the country. You, ha you have to wonder that, because Mulan was the first like experiment and yeah, yeah. It, it didn't, it didn't do what, like it, it got, it got the money, but it didn't them what they wanted. So I'm wondering if they're like, they were just so scared at all to even put a price on it with their $15 a month thing. Like, even if like, I agree, like all, uh, the entire Warner brothers here's, slate being for free is crazy. So here's the reason why I think that that argument at least doesn't hold a ton of water is because Amazon prime has been doing this the whole pandemic. They've been doing $20 rentals come away, which we talked about last week, did it. That's a $20 rental because it's in certain theaters, but otherwise you can rent it at home. And I'm not even saying go for the 20. I'm saying go for five. Yeah. Like just something. There's no reason to do it for nothing because someone else is paying the price. Yeah. That's all. Mm -hmm. I feel you. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll so talk, about, on. talk about Wonder Woman in a month, baby. Woo woo. Thanks to CCXP, we actually got a lot of news of what's coming from March at DC Comics. Uh, this is the post future slate future state lineup so far. Oh my god, I'm gonna be so broke. <laughs> See, DC is doing it. Uh, which story says, I mean, you're making the exception that even having an extra price on it could trickle down, however. Let's not get into that. That's true, but um, it's still it's something, yeah. All right, so go so going forward, uh, future we state. have Green Lantern. Uh, Green Lantern will be written by Jeffrey, Jeffrey Thorne uh, with art by Tom Rainey. Now, here's the thing. They're also the guys writing the Future State story. Hey, spoilers. Literally everybody's doing You missed my joke. <laughs> it's a train and I'm sorry. The jokes aren't always... I'm sorry. I was going to say, I was going to say you'll see a pattern. Okay. Uh, yes. Justice League Dark will be written by Ram V. Continuing on from his run right now uh, with uh, art by... German Germanico, I think. Uh, that that's one of two series that are coming back: Batman, James Tinian, and Rambi, Justly Dark. Um, everyone else has been wiped clean. Teen Titans Academy, Tim Sheridan, with art by Rafa Sandoval. Um, Rafa Sandoval is currently doing Wonder Woman, and his art is insane. Nice. 
Um, this is a this is a new title, not a relaunch title. Um, again, the Future State team, but this time more directly leading up to the Future State story. So it's how the Teen Titans Academy was set up. Um, Suicide Squad, Robbie Thompson and Eduardo Pansica. Oh, real quick, um, Red X is in that Teen Titans Academy book. Yes, I'm excited for that. I got, I'm picking the Future I'm State one. Up. Literally every book. Um, Swamp Thing is coming back. Ram V with Mike Perkins. God, oh my God, Mike Perkins, guys. They're they're saying all the right words. They're saying it's like it's horror, it's gross, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm getting an ongoing Swamp Thing book again. <laughs> uh I, this is this was announced a couple weeks ago but i totally missed it uh wonder girl uh, will be getting a tv series uh not a tv series yara floor the new wonder woman in uh, in the wonder woman future state book is getting a, a mini series origin story set in contemporary times called wonder girl uh from joelle jones god joelle jones is so good um wonder woman is being relaunched with becky clunan with and michael conrad with art by travis moore again the future state team guys this is a woman writing a main go- a main Batman title. This is the first time this has happened. Thank this you. This is Wonder Woman. This is Wonder Woman. Oh, you're right. Wait, <laughs> what? Wait, what? Wonder Woman. No, I'm saying Batman. This is the first woman to write Batman ongoing. No, Becky Cloonan is writing Wonder Woman. Oh, oh, but there is a lady writing Batman though. Yes, there is. Sorry, there's a lot of names in the world. I'm still happy about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, no, this this looks cool. They released the they released the thing. Uh, I'm excited for the direction of this. Detective Comics, as Ryan jumped ahead, uh, written by Mariko Tamaki, mm-hmm. with art by Dan Mora. Again, uh, as Ryan, as Ryan uh, stated, the first female writer on a Batman book. I literally was like, I, how many weeks ago I was saying, why hasn't Becky Quinn been given a Batman book yet? Mm-hmm. I was literally just saying this because she's so effing good. If I'm being honest, oh my God. Did I wish she was- Mariko Tamaki? God damn it. There are too many people. Oh my God. It's <laughs> not going to talk anymore. No, go um, ahead. I don't remember what You're I was excited. Talking. I know. You, you were saying just like last week, Mariko Tamaki, you've been loving it. On what she's why, been why doing. She be? yes. she yeah. She's been doing Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. she's been doing Wonder Woman. Uh, but I'm talking. But Becky Clunan is who I'm actually talking about. She sure. hasn't been given something like this, and I'm no, excited. She's been she's given Wonder Woman yes. in place of Mariko. Yeah. Yes. Um, Mariko Tamaki and Dan Mora were the team behind the Detective Comics 1027 uh, story, The Gift, which I really enjoyed. So I'm glad to see them getting a, an ongoing. Hell yeah! And hell yeah, Dan Mora. Um, Harley Quinn is coming back with uh, Stephen Phillips, Stephanie Phillips, sorry, and Riley Ros- Rosmo. So, Riley, so good. Again, the Future State team and Batman Superman was just announced today from the Future State team of Gene uh, Luen Young and Ivan Reese. I love that Gene Young is on a, on a Batman Superman book. I wish it was just the main book and not the side book. They but haven't I- announced who's been, who's going to Superman yet. I, I spoilers. I know who's on Superman, and they just haven't announced it yet. Who was who would who was writing it's the Future Wade. State? It's Mark Wade. Mark, he's not writing the Future State, but Mark Wade's taking over Superman, and and Williamson, who's doing Flash, is taking over Justice League. Well, I figured Williamson because he's doing the Future State story. But where'd you hear the Mark Wade thing? Uh, Bleeding Cool rumors, which are uh, these are all the rumors that were there too. Yeah. Uh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> would have rather Gene Wen Young. But, but, hold up. So is this a continuation where the Batman Superman books are coming out now, or is this a new number one? It's a continuation. It's a continuation. They're not relaunching with new number ones this okay. time around. They're just Changing continuing to- the numbers. But it's a new author, so I'm pretty sure that's a good jumping on point because I might be wanting to pick that up because I really freaking love Jing the Wen Yang when he writes Superman. Yeah. Uh, as you Ryan said, yeah, uh, shit, my wallet. 
Yeah. <laughs> Ow, my wallet. Um, like, I, I've been banging the drum for, for I don't know how long now. Like, I just, DC's output and, and their diversity output has just been real weak. And if, honestly, if, if this was what Future State was, was always going to be, and they just truncated it down because they got scared, then I'm a fool. Because this, if this was going to be like an entire year, it feels like that's what they're doing now. They're regressing back to 5D, but just calling it new number ones and new relaunches and stuff. Um, I am I am on board for every single one of these books. If they're good or not, we'll see. But like, this is all new, almost all new brand new people. Um, and I just I I couldn't be happier. Like this is this is what DC needs so bad. That's what I was. That's what we talked about before. Like I I really like a lot of DC, but uh, even DC's current output. But like even I acknowledge like I want to I want more diversity in the line. I don't. I'm not just talking about POC or or, or women diversity. I'm talking like. Just do different things, bring in yeah. fresh voices, bring in fresh people. Yeah. And that's when I saw this list, I was like, yes, hell yes. It's like, finally. And, and it's, it's the, thing, the thing of like, we have the future state, which is the future of this DC universe. And then we're going to, okay, how do we get there? And yeah. that actually be a story for every character. Um, because like the multiverse exists and stuff, right? So every character has a different ending, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't, it can't still matter right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just, I'm, I am in love with it so much. Yeah. I love it. Definitely gonna pick up that Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to there's a lot to be excited about, which is nice. I hope it really turns the tide. It would be nice, even though I can't afford to buy all the comics. As I was just lamenting to Ryan the other yeah. day, I'm like, I literally wish I was buying almost everything at Marvel. Yeah. Uh, because most of it's by great writers, and I just can't afford to. Yeah. Every um, every week, Ryan goes, like, "You guys gotta buy this book." I'm like, I wish I could. Yeah. 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 I, I hear you. Uh, I was just Wait. telling him that, like, there's some great titles. Like, honestly, I t- was telling him, probably going to drop Immortal Hulk. Not because I don't love it, but because I'm planning to pick it up in trade, and it doesn't need my support or yeah. help. And, I, and I'm and i scraping the barrel, and I'm like, I got to cut things. Yeah. yeah. Um, Why do you think I'm not buying all the X-Men titles? See, guys, I only have one hobby, and it's comic books. So, like, I don't I don't buy anything else. So, like, I don't have to worry about that. I'm not a, I don't buy movies or uh, I have a girlfriend or have a live cell, you know. Girl, they got progressively sadder. Well, that's that's hey, that's the truth of my life. No, the girlfriend is like a second, you know, bank account. And he was good because I thought he was gonna come to me because he was gonna go to Brandon for movies. He was, I thought he was gonna go to me for video games. Man, I play more video games than all three of you like combined. Yeah, you do. Okay, he just spends less money doing it. Yes, because I have a computer. Hey, we got we all like the Arrowverse. It's a cool, that's a cool verse over at the hey. Arrowverse. I used to watch those shows. Hey, yeah. I still watch those shows. <laughs> hey, we'll get ready to watch those shows. Yeah. We'll get ready. You're a queer. <laughs> Sorry. We'll get ready to watch a new one. As Brian Michael Bendis' character, Naomi. The new Naomi from Wonder Comics, uh, who took the world by storm that nobody remembers, um, is being what? developed into a CW TV series from Ava DuVernay, oh. who will write the project. Uh, with uh, Arrow screenwriter Jill Blankenship. Okay. Good for man. Hey, listen. Uh, dope for Bendis. Dope for getting a a a black superhero teen on on this on the screen. But it's like, is she connected to the CW? <laughs> uh, she's connected to Superman in the books. I don't know how I haven't read it. Um, I forgot. How, I it I should read. be should be clear. However, this has not been greenlit yet. They are just developing it. There's like working like see if it I, works. I wouldn't be surprised considering Black Lightning's on its way out um, that they want another mainstay. I know we've got a black woman coming in as Batwoman, but um, isn't there a that they want another main black character? Yeah, um, especially one who's like always been black, that kind of thing. 
Um, Ava DuVernay has a pretty solid track record. Um, I talked about her documentary, The 13th. Um, I wouldn't call Wrinkle in Time very good. Uh, I wouldn't blame her for it, though. I think that script is bad. I don't think the direction is bad. Okay. Um, She's also still working on New Gods with Tom King. Like, visually, I think that movie is exactly what it was supposed to be based yeah. on the book, and I think the direction was good. Fair. Um, That's fair. Uh, so I don't hang that on her. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I haven't seen... I haven't seen anything else from her that I didn't enjoy. Uh, I think she's very insightful. I really, really like that documentary she made. So I think that she's a great choice for spearheading a, a black teen superhero on the CW. Also having her there makes me feel like the quality is going to be like up a notch, just like black lightning is. Yeah. Um, It's also just really important to have people of color behind the voices of characters of color, because that makes a really big difference. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm actually stoked for that. I think that's I think that'd be cool. And maybe if 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 we like the show, we'll give us a chance to read that comic. See if we like them. Yeah. John Diggle is returning to the Arrowverse in five Josh. episodes. <gasps> he's Superman. Gone. Well, well Arrow he's ended, so he's, oh, he's not coming back to a main show. But they're saying, oh, he's just going to be on everything else, though. Good. <laughs> um, he's going to show up in Superman and Lois, Supergirl, The Flash, and Legends Tomorrow. Nice. Uh, so yeah, does he become a good and uh, specifically they made some weird language around the Legends of Tomorrow appearance where it sounds like he won't necessarily be playing Diggle in is, Legends is of Tomorrow. Is he going to be a Green Lantern? Uh, I don't see how he can't be at this point, right? Like you got to, I'm, I'm, you got to do I'm, it, right? I'm like everybody knows they that we want it. It feels like the one thing to look forward to this upcoming year with the CW shows because I don't know what they're going to do about a crossover. Yeah, oh, and we've um, got these shows on their way out. In our in our review in our uh, interview with Mark Guggenheim, um, he alludes to the decision to give him a green glowing box at the end of oh yeah, yeah. Eight, so yeah I'm Very almost cool. certain we're getting a Green Lantern from him and I think that's awesome that is dope guys remember there's a Plastic Man movie in development nope no <laughs> yeah it's a Plastic Man movie in development not oh anymore. yeah not anymore <laughs> uh, cool. except it they has a new it does it come out after Cyborg or before Flash. <laughs> the trench. Uh, Kat Vasco has been brought on to write to rewrite the script, okay. um, and it will now be gender swapped. It'll be a female-led film. So, Plastic Woman. Well, they didn't specifically. They didn't say that Plastic Man will be gender bent. They just alluded to that he might not be the main character. Okay. Okay. So, so they're just, so they're making the main character the side okay. character. So. We're going to have a movie that has Plastic Man in it, but they're calling it the Plastic Man movie, even though Plastic Man is just in it. It's not focused on him. That's the movie title. Well, I mean, like, like Batman Returns is a Batman movie, but he's in that movie for like 30 minutes. It's a that's a villain movie, baby. Maybe it's like that. Maybe it focuses on someone else and he's just like in the the, the scenes being goofy. Um, Okay. or it is Plastic Woman or Plastic Woman. Who knows? Or just will never get made. Yeah. That's we'll the most likely one. Let's <laughs> let's be real. Okay, that's fun. That's enough. Plastic, that. Is that it's Plastic Man, Dibney? Oh no, that's Elongated Man. That's, that's Elongated, Elongated Man. Man. Yeah, no, Plastic Man is way cooler than, than Plastic Dibney. Man is the one that can turn into everything. Plastic Man is um, what was it? Oh, it was Deceased, where he did the really gross thing. Oh, yeah. D- oh yeah. Oh hell yeah. You guys like the Toxic Avenger? Yes, actually, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, uh, really? Yeah, uh, I, I, uh, there was, 
there's a stage musical. Yeah. And uh, I watched one of my friends uh, play the Toxic Avenger in it. And it was actually really good. Toxic Avenger rules. Yeah. Go ahead, Brandon. Well, well Peter Dinklage has been cast in the uh, remake from Legendary Pictures. Um, the film is being produced by Lloyd Kaufman and Michael Hurst, the directors of the original film. Yep, uh, yep. And will be this one will be directed by Macon Blair. I forgot who, who did stuff. What did he do? I don't remember. Okay, are you, are you looking it up? Yeah, I'm going to look it up. Okay, so uh, Toxic Avenger is from Troma Pictures. Troma, uh, they are the lowest budget of low budget like genre movies. I grew up loving Troma movies. There's a movie called Tromeo and Juliet, which is written and directed by James Gunn, which is a super like really ridiculous like gay Romeo and Juliet uh, uh, like joke movie that's really funny and really clever. And that's where James Gunn got to start at. Trauma also went on to do like Poultry Guys, right? Yes, Poultry Guys and stuff, yeah. Um, Nukem High, um, five uh, Toxic Avenger movies. Um, Surf Nazis Must Die. Yeah. Oh, I don't, actually, we have never seen him before. He's been an actor, mostly. Uh, He was like in Green Room and um, Murder and Gold. That's an intense movie, so that's cool. The Hunt, Um, he's an actor in Hunt. So Surf Nazis Must Die? It's a real movie, yes. Troma makes movies like Poultry Guys, where it's about a, a killer chicken. Like they're they are low budget genre movies. Um, that's that's oh, generous. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, that is generous. But they are, <laughs> but they're made they're made out of love and fun, never to be serious. Like they're okay. joke movies. But the Toxic Avenger, it's about this nerdy kid who gets like he gets basically murdered by these kids uh, as a prank, and like uh, nuclear waste falls on on him. He becomes this toxic a superhero. Um, and it's like this nerdy kid who turns into a, he has a deep, great voice like this, but he looks like a monster. So it's going to be oh. Peter Dinklage's voice with probably some like super big stunt man or something. Um, oh, but you're going to see sad little Peter Dinklage get like beat up and like turn into a monster. And then he's going to get revenge on these assholes. Uh, I'm stoked. Uh, if they take it as like, not seriously as those original movies, this is going to be like really fun. Yeah. Um, it's just such a stupid concept. Like it is, it's going to be, it's going to be great. I love it. I want to check the musical out. Wow. Um, There's a gimmick about the musical where the mayor, she's a woman, um, and uh, his mother are played by the same actress. And there's this one part where they have a phone call. Oh, my God. And she has to, like, do this whole antic between the two sides of the stage and the way they light it uh, because of, like, costume stuff and such to play both characters. I'll find it on YouTube. Okay. Hell yeah! They, there was a Toxic Avenger cartoon. That's like it's it's just man weird weird. Um, okay, Hawkeye news. We got some Hawkeye news. The Disney Plus Hawkeye series has started oh, filming. Yeah. Um, but don't worry, uh, Haley Steinfeld is not playing Kate Bishop. No, she's playing Clintina. They didn't deny it. They just never said it. She's Clint- but we yeah. have proof. I know. Like I said, they didn't deny it. They just didn't say, you're right. It's his new niece that we've never heard of. So I would just, is everything like Kate Bishop? Uh, I was super happy to see Haley Steinfeld on set uh, with a bow and arrow. I was like, hell yeah. I'm just happy to see uh, Pizza Dog. Literally F everything else. The fact that Pizza Dog is in there means they are directly doing the David Aja, Matt Fraction, the greatest Hawkeye book ever made. Um, Spoiler alert, Hawkeye has had nothing but great runs for a decade. Jeff Lemire wrote him. Kelly Thompson wrote him after that. Hawkeye's been surprisingly amazing. Uh, Sorry, uh, what's the shitty actor's name? What's his name? What's Jeremy, Jeremy Renner. Renner. Jeremy Renner, whatever. I wish he got recasted, whatever. He's I, I like Jeremy Renner in the role, honestly, but I haven't, I'm not too familiar with his comic book character. Um, but 
They didn't say Haley Steinfeld, which was stupid, but they did say who else is in the cast. We've been hearing rumors about this one. This is wild. Florence Pugh will be reprising her role as Yelena Belova in Black Widow. This is not where I thought she was going to show up next. This is some connecting, baby. Uh, Vera Farmiga will play Eleanor Bishop. Crazy. Her mama. Woo-woo. Froffy will play uh, Kadzi or the clown. Um, Oh, yeah. Ellen the Clown, okay. The Tony Dalton will play Jack DeQuince, or the Swordsman, as he's known in the comics. Bro, we just read about the Swordsman. The mm-hmm. Swordsman's going to be in the show? Oh, bro, Marvel's cool, you guys. <laughs> God. <laughs> Cox will play Maya Lopez, or Echo, who's a Daredevil character. Bro, this is the sickest news ever. Are you um, kidding me? Real quickly, some background on this character. Native American individual with the ability to perfectly mimic her opponent's movements. Actually played by a Native American actress. Yes, really? she is. This is, uh, yeah. uh, yo, I didn't think Hawkeye was going to be the dopest show ever, but apparently it's going to be dope. Like, Kim, we got Black Widow, we got Echo, we got, uh, we got the clown who's just like a, like a low level, super fun villain. Like, the swordsman. The swordsman. Like, oh my God, Jacques is going to be in the show. It's going to be French. Who knows? Um, Zon McLaren, McLaren will play William Lopez. So, very ben, cool. Ben, have you ever heard of Hawkeye? Nope. I'm going to make it a book club because literally I can give you any Hawkeye book from the last 10 years. And they're all we, good. What we should do is we should do the the Matt Fraction run because there's only five volumes. We yeah. should do it as a Fagner book club series. Oh, oh yeah, like, but that's mm. but we have a wheel. That's we true. do have a wheel. We could just do it when the show comes out. Just we it. could just do that. Yeah. Yeah. We make our own rules. That's true. It's our own show. We could do whatever we want. We do what we want. <laughs> um, okay. Invincible. What? I said this is chaos. <laughs> this is democracy. <laughs> Um, Invincible has a huge cast. What a week. And now it has an even bigger cast. What a week. As Mahershala Ali has been cast as Titan. Clancy Brown has been cast as Damien Darkblood. Nicole <laughs> Byer uh, nailed its own Nicole Byer as Vanessa and Fiona. Jeffrey Donovan burn notice his own as uh, Machine Head. Jonathan Groff Frozen's own as Rick Sheridan. God, this, this cast... John Hamm as Steve and Jimon Hansu as the Martian Emperor and Ezra Miller as D.A. Sinclair. God, good like, lord. That is that is an insane cast. That's one of those shows, like, what was the show we were watching where literally every character was famous? Oh my god. Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal, yeah. Like, every side character, or Harley Quinn, like, every character, whether big or small, is voiced by somebody mad famous, and I'm like, oh, they believe in this show. That's why. <laughs> Invincible's, it's it's truly one of the best comics, like, superhero comics ever made. Like, we'll get to it eventually, but, like, the fact that it's getting a animated rated R show that is true to what it is, like, with Kirkman involved, like, in Seth Rogen doing it, like, God, this is going to be a win. It's going to be such a win. Oh, my God. Heart of Stone is going to be a new film from Greg Rucka uh, starring Gal Gadot. Um, it's described as a new James Bond-type film from Greg Rucka. Um, Greg Rucka wrote the script with Alison Schroeder, who is the Oscar-nominated, I think, one uh, 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 screenwriter for Hidden Figures. Oh, Yo, Greg Rucka is uh, straight up just like writing original scripts now. Yeah, because like he did, he did um Old Guard, which is a comic mm-hmm. he did. But like now that dude's just in Hollywood. Good for yeah. him. He's he's getting the big bucks. Good job, Greg. Yeah, I'm excited. I like El Gato. Yeah, um, I would love like more spy stuff, but I don't think we get enough of it. And uh, True I like Lies Two, baby. True what? True Lies Two, baby. Dude, that was, there was a rumor for a long time that that was happening, and I'm like. 
I would love old Arnie and old Jamie Kurt, Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh my god! They should make a like a like a Netflix series. Oh my god! Is it's Elijah Dushku grown up and she's a yes. spy? Ah, oh, do it. Girl <laughs> um, work. She does. All right. Um, I don't think anyone's too interested in this one, uh, but Oscar Isaac has been cast in Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> 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 so, um, for those of you who are listening, hold up. For those of you who are listening, Ryan is freaking the f out right now. It's it's. Is there any more to talk about, or is that just like the thing? I mean, there's more to the news. Oh yeah, go for it first. Yeah. Oh, not to this news, but like more to the episode. Yeah, yeah. No, of course. Um, so Jordan Vote Roberts, whose last movie was Kong Skull Island, he made that three years ago. Since then, he is this is what he's been working on. If you follow him on Twitter or Instagram, that dude is constantly putting out um like behind the scenes, uh like uh, a pre-production of like our what's it called? Um like art, what's it called? Like concept, concept, art. Concept, art. concept art. Thank you. Lost it. Yeah. It's like concept art of nonstop. That dude has been working on the script. When we went to Comic-Con in 2018 and I went to a panel he was on, I talked to him afterwards and I asked him about the movie. He's like, the script's great. I'm just waiting to get it made. And we're finally at a point where it's really happening. This is my favorite video game franchise. And this is this is this is such a strange franchise that they could they could F it up so easily. Like truly, like it is the weirdest Japanese military surrealism stuff like you will ever see. Giant flaming whales in the sky as Afghanistan's at war. Like truly bonkers shit. And the fact that that like this guy believes in the product so hard and he got the casting that he wanted because if you guys follow him on Twitter, like I said, he made a thing to boss logic years ago saying, Hey, can you, can you make Oscar Isaac as snake as just like a fake thing? And then it's, it's actually happening. Like, uh, well, I, didn't he say, didn't he say later? It was like, what, when I did this, when I asked boss logic to do this, we were talking to him. Yeah. And like, that makes me think like, like this movie, like obviously they've been working on it for a while, but like this movie, sh- that means if there's casting, that means it's shooting soon. That means like I, I I'm I'm just giddy. Like I but you know what's really great about this guys? If you guess none of you have played Metal Gear, but Solid Snake has a brother called Liquid Snake, and he has a third brother uh who's the president of the United States, and they all look the same. He also has a father who is a clone, uh the, the father clone and had all these children that look just like him. So this is a world where we're gonna have Oscar Isaac playing five versions of himself. <laughs> and if that doesn't sound bonkers to you, I just what is what's Hollywood anymore? Um God, the president has Dr. Octopus arms and you fight him as a boss battle on top of the, the, the World Trade Center. It's, it's, we can't do that anymore. It's wild. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm so excited, guys. Like, I want to do a basement arcade with Metal Gear someday with you, Ben, but that's like, that is the most daunting task on the planet. That's an investment. That's, I mean, it's only 12 hours a game. It's fine. Um, yeah, well, also, also, I need to come to your place to play it. Yes. Uh, but that's in the future. But like, this is the one video game thing that like, I am, I am so scared that. If they try this and they mess it up, then that's it. That'll be it for Hollywood. Because this is one of those things that it's so weird and so bonkers. You can't just reboot it. It's not It's not like a Spider-Man where there's 100 incarnations. There's Metal Gears 1 through 5, and there's a very strict story. Um, and it involves lots of cloning and lots of sadness and lots of love blooming on the battlefield. So uh, I'm, I'm just so excited, you guys. Very cool. Yes. It's awesome. I just threw this one in here. Um, so we'll just bounce on through this one. Cinelix has apparently heard that there is a Star Wars The High Republic animated series in the works. I I wouldn't doubt it. I what I will say is like in the works, I think means like very early on because yeah, they're gonna wait to know how people receive that before they even go, yeah, yeah, yeah make an animated show. Yeah. Um I think we're a long way away from seeing it. I can if it's even true. I I'm sure it, yeah. there will be one. 
eventually I think it's inevitable. Uh, but I, I sure. I mean, like I just I don't, want my rebel follow up guys. Yeah. Um, I don't, I wouldn't expect it like any, like anytime soon, but like, no. yeah, being in the works means like, yo, we're talking about making a show and you know how long animated shows that take to make. Yeah. So, um, those books are coming out soon. So like, it, I'm, I'm sure. Speaking of books, they announced the second, uh, adult book, uh, basically the sequel to Charles souls, uh, called the rising storm. This will be written by Kevin Scott and actually won't be connected to Charles Soule's uh, run. The books are the intention of the books are to bounce around the High Republic area and tell self-contained stories within the within the one volume. Nice, that's fine. Yeah, hmm. that's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm not going to read the description. That's a long. That's too long. The uh, Jedi's are old and they got an enemy. That that yeah that's actually it. Um, <laughs> Okay, I thought this was really cool, so I wanted to talk about this. Um, Elliot Page. Yeah. Um, no, I, Boys Club, baby. I'm not going to lie. There's I, the, I saw this on the Instagram, and I saw Elliot Page. I'm like, who's Elliot Page? I follow Elliot Page, and so I woke <laughs> up one morning, and I was like, who the... What, who do I follow? Yeah. Uh, I saw it on Twitter with pictures, so I immediately yeah. got what we were doing. Um, Elliot Page, the actor for Juno, uh, Umbrella Academy, um, has announced uh, the the, uh, the pronouns are he and they. He, they. Yep. Um, that's really cool. A couple of guys being dudes. I love I'm it. very happy with the reception that he received. Uh, yeah, for the too. most part. Of course, I mean, of course, there's going to be the jerks, but like, I also yeah. love the take that's like, uh, so Inception's just a little more homoerotic. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, unfortunately, because when I, I saw Elliot's Twitter post and with the with the nice long statement, and I was like, I was like, oh, I really, I'm hoping to see some something nice. And of course, the first thing that pops up is a bunch of jerks. What I thought was interesting that I want to talk about is that the LGB community, not the not the the, the wider, more letter community, uh, the LGB community got very up in arms because they're mostly transphobe. And uh, they said that we've lost a lesbian icon. I I follow a bunch of, of like very left-leaning political commentaries. Yeah. And there was a lot of them like responding to some really trashy videos that I saw that I'm just like, guys, that's not, it's not about you. Right. Yeah. It is not about you. That's not the point of this. You didn't lose anybody like. John Campia put out a. Uh, screw that guy. <laughs> Who? Uh, the the other thing that I just I know we all agree on it, but I'm just gonna say it because it's the, like been one of the common trends right now to see is uh, well is he still gonna play Vanya and yeah he is it's, called it's not an issue yeah yes. it's called acting and I think that's incredible yeah um it's just it's really it's really nice that that we live in a time where this can be accepted and like because yeah. like it's it, uh, the other part of the news that I think is of note is Netflix is so respectful that they went and changed the credits of not just Umbrella Academy, but everything on there that they have yeah. to now say Elliot Page. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's really dope. That's really quick, too. And something you can only do on streaming services. Yeah. Which yeah. is nice. Yeah. Good. Okay. I say good for him. Cool. Shit. Um, Sparks, you want to put this one on here? Big Finish oh, yeah. is ending their monthly Doctor Who audio adventures. Uh, in 2022. Yep. Oh, it's far, far away. Uh, this is a big deal because these adventures have been running as they are since 1999. No. Uh, and these are the audio adventures that have had 
the fifth doctor, the sixth doctor, the seventh doctor, the eighth doctor on them regularly. These the, are doctors. the masters, the masters from uh, the from the future one of David Tennant. I forgot his name. Uh, and then the one from the eighth doctor's movie. Mm-hmm. Eric Roberts. Yep. Eric Roberts. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. They're actually uh, big finish is also coming out with a big masters thing next year. They've had uh, Torchwood. Yeah. They've had Torchwood. They've had uh, crossovers, obviously. So, so big finish has done all of these like other productions. This is specifically about like these monthly things. Those, the, all these other, there's all these other doctor who projects they've done as well. Yeah. Uh, all of those will continue as will be. This is about like these monthly uh, chartered things that they've been doing. Uh, with those doctors, it's all oh, culminating into a big. That, is that why they specifically singled out the fifth, sixth, and and seventh, and not the eighth? Yes. Oh. Yeah, uh, it is. It is the culmination of this particular line of monthly projects that a, that has been a more or less continuous stream uh, with these actors, and they're bringing it all together. They're culminating in a big crossover with them to celebrate it. Uh, they are going to continue doing something that's going to change, though. Um, but it is, it's just cool. And, you know, if you're a Doctor Who fan, this is a monumental moment. Uh, Doctor, I was telling Ryan the other day that like Doctor Who canon is insane because like there's, there's all these comics that apparently Al Ewing and a bunch of other people. Al Ewing, (laughs) um, oh God, Alex Packnerdale and, um, uh, Cy Spurrier, who's coming to write an Xbox. Right. Uh, and all of these things can be considered Doctor Who canon, but then there's also this wealth of audio adventures guys. That's just like since 1999, uh, just for these things, not to mention all these other projects that have been done, where the doctors or actors from the series have come back, and all these things just feel—they just fit right into the universe. It's insane. I really, um, I really like Big Finish. I haven't listened to as many as I, I, as I would like, but Big Finish is directly responsible for the fact that the Eighth Doctor is my favorite. Um, the Eighth Doctor only had the movie, but was very fleshed out in the Big Finish audio adventures. Big Finish was a great way for the former doctors and they couldn't touch the new who doctors for a long time um but the uh the former doctors come back and keep playing those roles and keep those roles alive but now they touch everybody all the way up to uh smith they haven't yeah. gotten Aldi for anything but um no. it's only a matter of time I, i'm pretty sure big finish just announced a project another project they're doing with david Tennant and uh the actress who plays river song coming back yes um, so that's so cool. So as Sparks said, uh, in its place will be a regular rotation of releases with each the fifth, sixth, and seventh Doctors, each starring in their own box sets of adventures throughout the year. So, just make it more accessible, it sounds like. Yes, sounds good. DuckTales is ending the season. This is its last. Womp womp. Yeah. yeah. Nobody that's... knew except for the people working on it, obviously. Aren't we getting a Darkwing Duck show? We yeah. are. It's a spinoff of this. Yep. So I guess a silver. The line. world it's built will probably hang around for a while because it's been very popular. But yeah. it's still a bummer that this uh, talented show is ending. How many seasons again? I'm sorry, four, three, three, three. three. So season three. Season three is going to be its last one. And the um, writers. The love writers yeah, uh, the writers said like we had plans for more. Yeah, I mean it's a huge bummer because, I mean, going, like I said earlier, I only finished the first season. I'm only a few episodes into season one. But one of the things I love about Duck, about this new DuckTales is how much the writers and the creators of the show care and love the older Disney afternoon shows. Like there was yeah. a Gummy Bears reference. Oh. And an episode I recently watched, they had one of the villains from Tailspin make an appearance. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. So uh, pretty much if you were if you grew up watching the Disney afternoon or um, like Tailspin, Darkwing Duck, all these Gummy Bears, they're in um, – 
they are in DuckTales in some way, shape, or form. It's a shared universe. It's essentially, yeah. And they it's not shoehorned in still like in, in a dumb way. They There's a lot of love and care that goes into, into this, and that's one of the reasons why I love the show so it, much. It, it really sucks that one of these reboot shows, one of these animated reboot shows, I'm talking, we're talking about the likes of Thundercats mm-hmm. and uh, Transformers Prime. Like We're talking about those types of shows. Finally, one of them is very successful, and it's canceled. Yeah, I because mean, Thundercats was canceled the one season, and it was equally as good. Yeah, uh, as rebooting as rebooting the franchise. I mean, Transformers Prime that got that got an ending, so that's that got three seasons and an ending, so that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean that, that's good for them, but I feel like Ducktales could. I mean, yeah, the writers said they have more. Maybe maybe it'll come back on Disney Plus. Maybe it'll become a Disney Plus original. We don't know. But David Tennant as not being Scrooge McDuck anymore is a crime because God, he is great as, as Scrooge McDuck. Right. How many episodes are a season? Twenty-two. Uh, Twenty-two. Okay, so like, so that's that's a. I mean, three seasons sucks, but like, I thought it was maybe like ten episodes. Like, they got some full ass seasons. That's no, it's it, they got some meat to it. They got yeah. those are some meaty seasons. All right. Uh, Blood of Zeus has been renewed for a second season, so that's Ooh. cool. And Van Helsing is getting a reboot from James Wan. Uh, I mean, he's, James, he's a good guy. James Wan will be uh, developing the reboot for Universal uh, for Van Helsing, the Hugh Jackman film. <laughs> With Julius Avery, who is the writer of Overlord. Uh, All right. Sorry, is the writer-director of Overlord being I to direct the film. That's okay. I, I think we all like that movie. Hell yeah. We do. Uh, give it to me. Sure, why not? Why not? All right, trailers. T-talk. Trailers, uh, We Can Be Heroes. We got a full-length trailer this time around. Robert Rodriguez. What a guy. Right. No, truly what a guy. Whether what, are, what I think about this movie or not, that dude can make Sin City. We talked about it like last week or whatever. He can make Sin City. He can make uh, Spy Kids. He can make, make The Mandalorian. And then he just, let's make a sequel to Sharkboy and Lava Girl. <laughs> he is definitely, uh, who's George Miller? He made, George Miller went from Thunder, th- went from Mad Max to Babe to Happy Feet back Mad to Mad Max, Max again. Um, it's, it's just you, you know, it's not common, and I think a part, a lot of it is because of uh, more studios just seeing directors locked in this way as a type. Yeah. Um, but you know, you think about it, and like directors love various forms of film just as much as we usually do. Yeah. It's not surprising that they'd want to work in different like formats and genres. Yeah, I definitely. Um, it's just rare you actually get to see it. It, yeah. Like we all have, we all have like various like loves and stuff. Like yeah, like if I made a good horror movie, I wouldn't want to have to spend the rest of my life just making horror movies. So right. yeah, it, it's that makes sense. Yeah, well, especially with like, I don't want to because Robert Rodriguez, I would say he's a big director, but he's not like one of those big directors. Like yeah. Steven Spielberg, he can he, Steven Spielberg's made so many different types of films, but then you, I look at other film directors like Quentin Tarantino and Chris Nolan. They both See, of those guys. Like Great, great filmmakers, but they tend to make one type of film. People like us know who Robert Rodriguez is. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, like regular people know who Steven Spielberg is. They don't know who Robert Rodriguez is. Yeah. My mom knows Spielberg. My mom couldn't tell you a Robert Rodriguez movie to save her life. Yeah, he's he's for the nerds. We claim him. All right, he's for them Alita fans. Yes, give me. I'll take a sequel. That's what I, I keep forgetting that he directed Alita, and it was really. I really liked Alita. Yeah. Me too. Sorry. I had to eat. No, give, me, give me that sequel. Yeah, I'll take it. Earwig uh, and the... And we, we, we really <laughs> didn't talk about any of it. We talked about Robert Rodriguez. He's so dope. <laughs> uh, this trailer 
it's not you know it's i'm not the target audience but it looks fine it looks competently made it looks it looks again like it looks like spy kids like yeah. it looks like a fun kids movie it's got a bunch of celebrity actors I'm glad it's diverse yeah like and i'm glad that kids get to see relatable kids being heroes good christian slater get in the role get that money dude i guess so yeah <laughs> pedro pascal looking good yeah yeah all right earwig and the witch oh man i kind of oh, wish i hadn't seen this trailer. i'm kind of bummed what's happened to ghibli i'm like can, can we not it's, it's it's like oh great let's go back go back go back and, and i told him like i if you if you read an interview with the director here uh he's like ghibli needs to like move forward and like 3d is like the future and no. i'm like do you know what studio you work for my guy um yeah no. no hard hard stop Mm-mm. and Stay like TV. I'm sure. I'm sure it's it, it'll be a good movie. Like I'm sure the script and stuff will be fine. And like some of the stuff looks nice, but the the, the Ghibli art style in 3D, the environments look like puke. They they just don't translate. They needed to do something completely different or work more on the actual look of it because it it doesn't look good. No, you know, I thought that this was a bootleg. Oh my I god! Like a fake, like a fake movie. I thought it was like a fake trailer. I'm like, this can't be real. And I, then. It, it, it's horrible. There are t- like when things get tra- like get get transferred into 3D. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't work. But this is still yeah. man. Uh, Lupin the Third. That movie looks the most incredible. Lupin the First. I mean, but uh, okay. like, incredible thing. That is that had love and care put into it by by. It's by the thing is like <laughs> like it, it it shows that this can be done well and artistically, yeah. but like this this movie doesn't look like the artistic creativity that usually comes from this studio and it looks more like the output of a dreamworks television show um i don't care for it it doesn't look good i'm very much about maintaining 2d animation to what extent we can i hate that most studios have forgone it at this point on a similar note space jam 2 made me so happy today um i think uh, some people probably saw it they released one picture of bugs from it and he is not some 3D CGI character plastered onto the uh, real world. He is a 2D drawn realized character. So praise be to that. Um, praise be to that. Um, I am so glad they didn't go the Tom and Jerry route because I was scared. Me, me too. Um, but you know what also makes me not happy about the uh, earwig, whatever it's called? Um, so you guys know how Studio Ghibli films make their food look really good? Oh really, yeah, yeah. That soup looks like a mishmash of God knows what, and you don't want to eat it because it will kill you and you will die. Sure, that's that's definitely a factor. What I think offended me more is that I found all of the environments bland. Oh yeah, they Every suck. Single one, and I'm like, I have never ever felt that way they about like, really all Ill. of their movies are eye candy. And if this nope. movie isn't eye candy, I don't care. Yeah, here's a good analogy. You know what the backgrounds in this Studio Ghibli movie look like? They look like uh, low-budget early PS2 backgrounds. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of like that. This is like yeah, ten years ago DreamWorks stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, it's just it's such a it's such a bummer because you know like Disney went from 2D to 3D and it, they very rarely go back. And and 2D is such a beautiful art form that's just kind of gone. One because it's really expensive. Like I'm not denying that it's really hard. To, it's hard to make and it's expensive. It's cheaper and easier to do 3D. A hundred percent. But the thing that made Ghibli special is that they didn't they didn't go with the times they stayed they stayed unique stayed to themselves and every one of those movies whether you like them or not they're gorgeous and now this movie it's tainted by i have to look at it and it looks bad so i don't want to watch it 
I have yeah. to like what I'm looking at. Like right. it's 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 a it's a shame for, for and like if you're gonna be that studio going that route, you need to level up to the loop on the first. That's what you are one for one being compared to, and yeah. that movie mm-hmm. blew you out of the water visually. Yeah. So I don't think yeah. I've ever seen Studio Ghibli get shit on so much in my life. Uh, this never, like, never. It's their first like just on site dud. It's a bummer. No, Studio, <laughs> Studio Ghibli. I mean, yeah, Studio Ghibli has had some pretty bad films i mean i know there's i don't know the name but uh, um hayao miyazaki's son he made a movie and apparently it's not that good but you also but you have like the legendary ghibli you princess mononoke kiki's delivery surface totoro house movie castle list goes on and on well and the other point to that is that yes it can have its movies that aren't as good story-wise but they're usually still very visually enjoyable to watch every single one of them All of them look gorgeous. They, they, like, you sit down, you see, you, you have like frames from two different films. You say, "Oh, these were made by Studio Ghibli." This one's like this one looks like someone who's trying to be Studio Ghibli, but it sucks. It 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 feels like a YouTube video. Brian, are you trying to say something? No, I have no thoughts on this. I don't really care. I've seen maybe three Ghibli movies. Uh, but did you think the animation looked bad? Eh, it looked alright. I agree with everything you said, which is why I haven't said anything. Okay. Yeah. I don't okay. see the point of uh, repeating what you guys have already succinctly put. Check the movie with us. Check it. Take that. I, I don't I don't no, it look, it doesn't look good. I don't care. Grab the um, flame, sir. It's certainly no Grave of the Fireflies. That's freaking true. Wait, what? <laughs> Grave, Grave of the, the Fireflies? Is that the bad one? No, that's no, a that's great a, one. That's a sad one. That's the sad oh. one. Oh, that's, sad. <laughs> okay. that's the really sad one. I remember I watched it with my last girlfriend, and she and she was like, "Let's watch this Ghibli movies." I'm like, "Oh, cool! I heard such good things." What? Oh, <laughs> another, another Kleenex box? Oh no! <laughs> I was like, this, "It's the only one that's just like ridiculously sad." Anyway, okay. Uh, Ryan, you want to talk about this one? Sweet Home, Sweet Home Alabama. This looks cool. Hold on, real quick. Is it a movie or a TV show? That's a good question. It's a TV no. Show. I'm asking you. It's a TV show. <laughs> oh, is it a TV show? I thought it was a movie. It is. It's a TV show, and it looks so good. So, home is a TV show. Yes. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I just I literally saw this trailer like an hour before we started recording this on 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 Twitter. Um, and I watched it, and I'm like, uh, this looks sick in the in the coolest ways. It's a zombie esque show but they're like super crazy it's, it's monster it's like monsters like infections like I don't body know. horror monsters which japan is they kill at yeah they're like so good at it uh, jujutsu jujutsu kaisen has a lot of the same yeah. kind of uh concepts yeah, yeah right. uh, it's like in resident evil 4 where you kill some of the zombies but then you got the death spaghetti pops out of their head yeah, yeah. Oh, death spaghetti i like that yeah um yeah it, it just looks like a like attack on titan situation where your main character becomes like like a monster like the enemy and then they use him to defeat the enemies. Um, I just think it has a really great style to it. I think the action looks sick. But like, there's the- like, but there's like a conversation going on between characters about can any monster actually be pure oh! or can it be good? Uh, and I and I'm I'm here for it. I'm, I'm here, here for it. This looks this looks great. This is based off a webtoon. Bam! This is Netflix's second webtoon after Kingdom, which is that uh, that Korean zombie show, that nice. the medieval Korean zombie show. Uh, yeah. I think this one's also yeah. State uh, Sweet Home yeah. is also Korean made. I love it. The last Korean one I watched, which was um, Hashtag Alive, I really liked that one. I, I'm probably going to watch that soon because I've heard good things about it. There was a scene of like a big monster just yelling, protein! And I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm into you it. Know, funny enough, this past year I've watched 
two Korean made films. One of them was of course, Parasite, which was one of the biggest films ever and won an Oscar deservedly. And it was amazing. And then the other one was hashtag alive, which I only swashed because my roommate was watching it. And I was like, this looks good. Next thing I know the credits are rolling. I'm like, damn, that was really good. Say Parasite. Yeah, I saw yeah I saw Parasite earlier this year. The, the second? No, I'm sorry, you said the second movie. I missed. I'm sorry. The second movie was hashtag alive. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And I'm like, God damn, I gotta look over at Korea more. They got some good shit going I'll on. I'll watch uh, Train to Busan, my friend. Uh, my yeah. favorite. My favorite. Train, movie. I'm missing the yep. I'm missing the big one, Train to Busan. I'm missing that one. Ryan, what were you saying? Uh, ben was talking over you. Oh, um. Well, old your, boy. Fa- your favorite oh, what? My favorite movie is Old Boy, which is a, a just the saddest South Korean drama. Yeah. Uh, okay, guys. Anything else you want to talk about? Um, you're handsome. Well, you screw go. you too. Damn, there you go. Down, <laughs> wow, wow. I always go back to the real fight in front of the kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, let's take up our swords and fight for our savior, Krakoa. Well, I was trying to think how we can structure this, and then I forgot. So, um, guys, oh, that your sword, your water bottle, sword. Hey, listen, let's go. Listen, as we learned, a sword doesn't actually mean a sword. Sometimes it could be a giant mother effing galactic battle station in space. I'm just saying. Called sword. Called sword. Called sword. The sentient world observation and recording the, the these. We are now talking about the finale to the Dawn of X, the major 22-part crossover for the X-Men line, Ten of Swords. You're all getting doxxed. Oh, you're about to get doxxed, guys. So if you... Actually, I have it here. Um... If you're watching this now, obviously we're going to spoil the entire event. Um, hopefully we can do it in a way where if you haven't read it, you can get some enjoyment out of it. Because I, uh, that being said, you should you should read this comic, you guys. I think it's pretty dope. I think it's pretty dope. It is 22 issues. A lot of money. Just Marvel Unlimited. There you go. There you go. <laughs> a lot of X-Men stuff to read, too. It also helps if you read everything beforehand. Uh, well, obviously, yes. Yeah. Although, although it does give you a very um, the, uh, what's the first book? Uh, Extra Reservations. It gives you a it gives you exactly what you need. Mutant kind has a new home, Krakoa, an island where the past is left behind and the future is free of fear. But nothing is new. No past completely erased. No future without a dark cloud on its horizon. And that is Apocalypse and his sad family. You guys. I uh, just to address that note, uh, I do think that like Hellions and new mutants mm-hmm. are particularly hard if you haven't been reading them yes I think they're hard to connect to because they yeah. are deeply about their characters and you need to kind of be aware of the characters that's very true uh, there say... is no easy recap entry on them you kind of got to know them yeah i would say hellions is especially towards the end the hellions issue was the one that i felt mm-hmm. like didn't need to be there See, How here's the thing. You? It didn't. It's not, it's not necessary to the core of the story. But if that's not one of my favorite issues of this book, where Sinister kills all of his team and then runs, yeah. my babies are dead. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest thing I've seen the in my most, life. The most Frieza move. It is so Frieza. That's 100 percent right. Yeah. Uh, Sinister is the best. He is sassy and he doesn't give a shit about his friends. He he deliberately took them. Let's just talk about Hellions because it is the most separate of the event. Uh, also, Sinister, my favorite two issues. Yeah, like for real, like the funniest shit. Like, okay. his plan is he wants to take the Hellions and to get these swords from Araco to stop the contest from even happening. Yeah. Um, spoilers, That's he doesn't give a shit about the event. He doesn't care about swords. He doesn't even know where he's going half the time. He ends up somewhere else. Um, I think it's great. Well, uh, what I love but, about, the second is- about the second issue of Hellions uh, in the event is that we meet them after the event is, is well into it. 
Oh yeah. Um, and we we meet him again. It's like I told you we were supposed to take a left there, and everyone looks battered, and Havoc's missing an eye. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like we shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Uh, Hellions also has the best uh like dialogue about the concept of the Krakoan resurrection. Yeah. Uh, which is by uh, Grey Crow, which is from where uh the empath I shot it. Uh, so, um. I'll save you the song, kid. Empath died, but then another one woke up. They say it's the same one, and no one can tell the difference, so what does it matter? Uh, and then he's asked, but Empath is still dead. And he says, from where the Empath I shot is standing? Yeah. From where the Empath that's alive is standing? No. Comes down to whose opinion is more important, a living person who can breathe and talk, or a corpse that can't say shit about shit? <laughs> <laughs> uh, which, again, just makes like, oh, this is all real gross, what they're doing. But, like, it's just, just don't worry about it. Just don't think about it too hard. Really I, I just love that that's, <laughs> yeah. it, that's in Hellions. Yeah. Uh, of all of these titles for this event, yeah. Hellions is the one that's like, I don't know, the resurrection seems kind of messed up, but I guess we're all just going along with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so the Hellions, they they plan to go to Arako to steal all the swords. They end up in Otherworld halfway through the event, and then they meet evil X-Men uh, who basically just tear their shit up, which is just, it's like, they're called the Vile Locusts, I think, and it's like they're evil. Oh, the Vile. To me, my, vi my Vile Locusts or whatever. I'm yeah. like, here's a bunch of new characters we're probably going to see later on. But what was cool is that Sinister, uh, like, Sinister knows what he's doing, but what I really liked is that he knew... Okay, none of these guys can die in another world. Yeah, you got to get them. You got to get them back, and you gotta. Mm -hmm. And again, his whole thing is like, uh, uh, like he he messes up the whole plan, right? He meets his bad guy, and then Sinister's like, "Oh, mutants!" And he brings out his little drones, and his whole plan the entire time. Well, the whole thing is that like they they challenge him and say flat out, like, "Was that your? Was this your plan?" Yeah, that was your. We weren't even here for the thing you said. Yeah, um, he's there to steal the DNA and like uh, uh, of of the evil mutants of the uh, the Iraqi mutants and and this vile locust or whatever they're called. Because um, Sinister is trying to do Chimera shit, all that stuff from House of X and Powers of Ten. He's still slowly building up to it like a jerk, despite having more power than he's ever had in his entire life, having more friends than he's ever had in his entire life. He's still the worst, and he still just wants everything. He just he's wants to do still just so darn sinister. I just oh, I love it. Uh, I was so stoked when Mr. Sinister pops up in Avalon and then he's like, King Jamie! And I'm like, oh my god, these two. It's gonna be a king. Oh yeah. no, these two. Um, oh no, King Jamie. Braddock, the, the insane reality-warping king of Avalon. Oh yeah. Oh my god, you guys got introduced to so much Excalibur stuff that like Alan Moore introduced in the 70s and 80s. Like all the stuff with Saturnine and the Captain Britain Corps and like Otherworld with the with Roma and Merlin and Mad Jim Jaspers. This is all excellent 80s shit that really hasn't been around for a long time. And uh, Teeny Howard is just such the biggest Excalibur fan. And then Hickman is doing X-Men, so he's there too. Uh it is it's all it all builds together. I just you know, love it. So, the... so go ahead. One of the things I love about this this whole event, I know we're jumping back and forth, is that as we're reading through the issues, we we learn more of the realms, the fair, the foul provinces. And then when I read about Merlin, that he's the uh, leader of the Holy Republic of the Fae, and it's a foul province, and Merlin's an asshole. It's like, you suck, Merlin. Like, yeah. the first time you see Merlin in his home, he has Fae, like, chained up and torturing him. It's like, oh, what is it? No, no. Yeah, the, the, the history of, of the court and Otherworld and Saturnine getting power and becoming the... The Om Omnimatrix, Om Omniversal Ma Magistrix. Yes, uh, basically the the keeper of reality. Um, because Saturnine herself is like the most conniving, most like I I want power more than anyone on the planet because I deserve it because I'm hot. 
Uh, so she will do anything in the world to get ultimate power. And now she's here and she basically rigs an entire event to get her way. Uh, so, and, it's oh. and, then, and then doesn't really get everything she wanted in the end. Not only does she not get everything she wants, she actively made her enemy the Captain Britain Corps. Yeah. Because she's in love with Brian and she wants Brian to be her sole lover and the soul of the Captain Britain Corps. But she messed up and she accidentally made Betsy the core of the Captain Britain Corps. So all of the multiverses Captain Britons are all Betsy. Mm-hmm. And that that made that infuriates her so hard. Oh my god, it's so it's I'm so, so juicy. I'm so glad. Yeah. By the end of the fact that that's what happened, and she's just like got the painting and she's all no, yeah. No. Like, yeah, with, with the, <laughs> so once at first I was like really bummed because I really like Betsy Braddock. I know I'm, yeah. I'm only I only was introduced to her because of Excalibur and the opening of the of this of the X Run. Oh, yeah. But I love Excalibur. I love Betsy Braddock. It's one of my favorite uh, books of the X Men line. What? That's a that's a good point. What Ben's talking about is that I I also think X of uh, Ten of Swords is really really hard if you haven't been reading Excalibur. Yeah, I I, I think you can read all the that. recaps and I'm but I'm like you don't really know these characters and it's hard to grab it. That is such a core element of oh, what's yeah. happening because it's where Apocalypse stuff was happening. It's where Lady yeah. Saturine stuff is happening. Yeah. Uh, that is that is central to this. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. But, Sorry. And, and then when we finally get the fight between. When like when Betsy finally gets her sword, and then she's the first one against Iska the Unbeaten. I'm like, oh no, please don't kill her. And then she shatters. I'm like, and Saturnine, it, it is clearly, it was clearly not the yeah. person with the sword. Did it? And Saturnine's like, oh, she strike the blow, the dead. Yeah. Look at that. I don't know. Oops. What's I gotta tell you, re rereading because I was reading it as I was coming out, obviously, but rereading it um, with all the hindsight I now have. Um, Saturnine has been has rigged this entire thing from the beginning, and mm-hmm. even at the end, like oh, yeah. she, she couldn't tell because it's a multiverse. She couldn't tell every possibility, but basically everything that happened, like she she allowed. She it knew to fundamental core elements. She knew who was going to win. Her whole plan was to get the Captain Britain Corps back, so she had she would have her multiverse uh, of saviors, and and she just she she didn't she didn't uh, she underestimated Betsy and she underestimated the X Men. Uh, which is just and apocalypse and apocalypse, especially apocalypse. because she brings that up at the end. She's like, "Well done, I didn't that, see that, that in the wasn't cards? there." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tricky okay. move. So I do understand because I remember when Ryan, when you were because you were read these as came these came out, I I waited. Yeah. Um. There was a part where the event turned into something you weren't expecting. Yes. I get because I <clears throat> when the first part when every X Men went to go get their sword, I loved. I love yeah. the hunt for the swords. I loved um, Wolverine getting the Muramasa, Storm getting uh, so Skybreaker. Going to hell? Are you kidding me? Oh, God. Um, even when... Issues. Great. Even Magic teaching Doug how to oh. use his weapon. And Bro, there's, it, a line. there's a line where, she, where she's like, do you think I can actually win a fight? And, she, and Magic says to Doug, Doug, if you fight in this tournament, it'll be the last thing you ever do. Yeah. Telling him the truth. And luckily, he, doesn't, he really doesn't have to fight. He, he doesn't have to fight. <laughs> And then when so like when we got the swords and we got and the, the tournament like the like the prologue of the tournament starts and when the tournament starts, at first I was like, wait, this is what was going on. What about all the sword? And then as I kept reading, I'm like, what now? Like the wheel started turning. I was like, okay, I know I'm not Ryan. I know I don't understand everything, but now I understand what Saturnine is trying to do. She is trying to, to get her way. She is that one. She yeah. is the queen. She is the ruler of a of a kingdom of a king of a kingdom. Straight up saying like. Yeah, you play in this tournament, but I'm the puppet master. Even when um, Wolverine, it was the, it, it was the uh, uh, the wedding. 
Yeah. The fuse, that first cue is you have to be like, what? All right, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The wedding is like, uh, what? Or and then she's just like, she's just like, you know what? True love wins today. Uh, both get a point. To, and to be fair, oh, go ahead, Ben. But also, I knew when Saturday Night was just like, just essentially flipping off the X-Men the entire time just so she can get Captain Britain or, or Brian to go to her. She was, wants him so bad, and he's just like, oh, dog. Is when Wolverine kills Summoner. Oh, and yeah. then she said, oh, this was to the death. The summoner was the one who died, so he gets the point. It's like, Are you like kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Or also when uh, another Storm is a standout. I know she's always been a standout, she's but so dancing with death. Well, I want to be oh. quickly. Can we talk about when she's doing the drinking competition with Logan? That's yeah. great. I, I, I want to slow down and back up to your point because Ben was uh, kind of just on a roll. Sorry. Um, no, it's fine. It's fine. I just want to touch on a point. There's so much good stuff. I get it. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the thing, like, I got clued in when uh, I think it's Ileana says, uh, "What was so the swords weren't aren't really for fighting?" And uh, this is before the wedding. And Saturnine yes. said, "Swords are keys for entry." Yes. Uh, which means I'm like, "Oh, this yes. ain't gonna be what I, a fighting tournament. Yes. This, that's not what this Re- is. Rereading it because somebody pointed that on Twitter. It was like everyone should have known this wasn't going to be just a swords tournament. The second she said that the keys that the swords were keys, and I'm like, okay, because like when I was initially reading it, I, I I spent eleven issues getting the swords, so I wanted sword fights. But in hindsight, I'm like, those were just dope stories to get to just the the batshit insanity of whatever Saturday wants to do, like dance battles and uh, character mm-hmm. stories too. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, yeah. We did get some sword fights. Yeah. Although to be, I I will be lying if I said I wasn't hoping for sword fights because I you you guys know me I love sword fights, and we did get some sword fights, but it wasn't all sword fights. And even when I was finished reading the whole thing, I'm still not that mad. I'm a little no, no. that we didn't get like a, a a huge like DBZ style tournament of uh, of sword fights. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like it's sat it's um. It's the Starlight Citadel. It's batshit crazy. They ate unicorns for dinner. Yeah. So there was a moment. There was a moment where I was thinking to myself, "I don't think this is gonna. I don't think this is gonna end uh, well." And it was towards the middle of the second part. And I was thinking to myself, like, I, I don't know how I feel about this, but the the ending nails it so good. Oh yeah. That I look back on the whole event with way more fondness. Yeah. So. Um, as I was going through it, uh, there are two things that really stood out to me. And one of them is um, I didn't, I realized as I was reading it, I didn't want a sword fighting tournament. And the reason is because what they have built is like, there's no way this event is interesting if all the X-Men win. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And there's no way that they're going to murder all of these X-Men. Yeah. Nope. Uh, it's it would not be interesting. It would not be good. And I'm going into the event like I don't want Doug to die. Doug's too interesting, dude. I don't want yeah. Doug to die. We and all like thought, if it's a sword yeah. fight, Doug dies. We all so, thought Doug was gonna die. In this right. Fight. So I'm like I'm like it can't. I that's not what I wanted. Yeah. I realize that's not what I wanted because it means that many of these X Men characters die in a way that they otherwise they have to like find some bullshit to break the rules they have now established about resurrection, which I don't want them to do because it provides stakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the way that they handle it instead is the most, to the second point, something you mentioned, and I'm like 100%, uh, which I assume you saw on Twitter, which is that this is the most shonen jump yeah. freaking arc ever. I and it completely it. is. The bullshit of how uh, Gorgon earns them 
all the way up to being tied. I'm like, that's the most shonen jump Did, chapter thing I've it, ever seen. Oh. Where like they are so down below, and then in one fell swoop, it's like, oh, now we're Talk tied. I'm like, wow. The thing, the thing that I love about Jonathan Hickman is he is maybe the best mainstream person for for moments. And the moments that he does, the stuff he does with Gorgon, that that puts that character on such a level that he has never been before. And Jonathan Hickman loves Gorgon because he put him in his Avengers run too for some reason. Because he just loves, he loves like like Sam and Bobby and he loves Gorgon for some reason. That's why they're always around. But Gorgon's sacrifice is so badass. And it is, it is the coolest that character has ever been. And like the way he goes out with the white sword, the white sword is like, I'm going to make you mine. And he's like, nah, dog. And he's like, yeah, okay. And he just kills him. He's like, you were worth it. You were worth my people dying for it. I'm like, dude, this is so radical. And then it's 1919 and that's apocalypse and Genesis. I'm like, yo, this is an event. This is an event. Yo, so I, oh man, I don't know. I, I was reading the part last night when uh, Genesis, when Annihilation was revealed to be Genesis. And of course I didn't catch on to like two pages before. Because I'm like reading, I was like, "Yeah, what happened to Genesis?" And then I'm like, and then of course I'm like, "Oh no, it's it's freaking yep, there she is." I, uh, there was a free comic book day event that straight up tells mm-hmm. you that it's her. It's 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 like the two of cups, like a car a tarot card, and it's half her face and half Annihilation's face. So like, right? And we've we've always known. I, I mean, like it shows that, and like you could have. I understood yeah. how you could read that. It's in here too. Oh, okay. That yeah. free comic book day was just an excerpt out of. Um, Oh no! I'm sorry. It's the issue right before X of Ten of Swords starts. Oh, so X Men like uh, whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, like uh, it's that issue because I reread that issue for this event, and in that event is when you see the the cards that she lays out, yeah, and in so. one of the cards is that is that one he's describing. But I understand how you can read that and see that as Genesis who was killed and what Apocalypse was fighting for. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. There is that reading in it, and yeah. so I didn't at that moment go she is Annihilation, but I did say there's a connection yeah. parallel there. Um, but I thought it was about the importance of what happened with Apocalypse. I figured out that she was Annihilation when we see the uh, the moment with the helm yeah. in front of them, the Annihilation helm that people put on and are taken over by it. And I'm like, oh, she's in it. Man, she's guys, in it. Talk about, again, Hickman did, did this with, with Doctor Doom in his Avengers run. He turned him from, you know, just being the, the, the Latvarian supremacist or whatever into a fully-fledged, like, character who is a, is a superhero at points. Um apocalypse is a big baby <laughs> that is for 25 years apocalypse has been uh, the meanest person on the planet and now he's the weakest of his family when genesis says that it explains to him that like you're the reason you're you're not coming because you're the weakest of us and i'm like dude apocalypse cries multiple times in this event uh it, well it's, it's in it's in it's in in destruction when he finally makes it to them and sees them and is like I've done this all for you. What we finally get, and they stab him, and you're like, oh. So, so he he when he first meets them, he kneels and he's like, I'm so sorry, you know, I've missed you for so long. And they're like, Father, stand up. We we want to see you as we remembered you, a god, a titan, yeah, not yeah. this weakling. And right. then he gets stabbed by yeah, his yeah. children. I'm like, uh, oh. for me, like it's all about uh, the the moment where I think it's a uh, it's Captain Britain who's challenging him like, well, we need to move out of here. Aren't you thinking about what this means for us? And he's like, I have thought about this day for millennia. Mm-hmm. I have thought about everything about how this ends. And I'm like, ah, uh, you just, oh. Uh, there's a great line when Apocalypse gets his sword and Gorgon's like, that looks really sharp. And he's like, yes, now watch as I wield it. And I'm like, God, yeah. Hickman, he just knows how to write really cool dudes. It's uh, and also not only that, because the temple that Apocalypse put his sword is crumbling and being destroyed behind him. So it's like, eh. it's just like, like, I got what I needed. Yeah, 
No, you're right. Because Hickman, because I only knew Apocalypse as one of the X Men's big bads. Like survival of the fist. Yeah, like you got Magneto. You got um. It's like he's up there, like Magneto before he was an X Men. It's like Magneto, the Sentinels, and Apocalypse. Apocalypse is when shit really hits the fan. But just like reading these books and seeing Apocalypse not only just on the team but also fighting and crying and wanting to be with his family, it's like this is. I don't know how to feel. I was like, I grew up hating Apocalypse. Like, no, screw yeah. you, Apocalypse. And now it's like, kick his ass, Apocalypse. What I, what I think is really cool, and someone someone pointed it out on Ryan's Twitter, and Ryan responded to it, but um, the council is mostly made up of former villains. Yeah, the villains, yeah. That, that's, God, that is so so special to the x-men because these are villains that like they're not just like robbing banks they're fighting for their freedom and they're fighting for like their people they're just they're doing it in bad ways they they've got what they wanted mutants are on top they are part of the government but they're still assholes they they have like a whole text page when uh gene and scott forfeit their seats oh my god uh about how like they each member was carefully chosen for how they balance out from different perspectives people for what they are people are also thinking that the reign of x means it's the reign of the 10 people left on the council and they're going to start changing shit for Coco because it's mostly villains now. Right, because they don't have they don't some gene. different voices. They don't have there. a conscience on their on their squad anymore. Um, they only have Nightcrawler. Yeah. And he's going to get yeah. pushed and, over. And Kate. Yeah, okay, yeah. Because so. she couldn't go because they went through a gate. Because <laughs> they, <lied, laughs> they lied to her. Yeah. It's like, Kate, you. she's like, you know I'm coming. That ain't going to work on me. Kate, we're going through a gate. <laughs> and, then, and then Emma's like, she shouldn't lie to her. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. I think it's great. Um, so yeah, this event you got. Okay, so um, oh, Gwenpool, Gwenpool goes with them to Kakoa to bail them out. Every X Man, if you look on that page, guys, there's like 40 characters on the page. It's insane. Pepe, that's beautiful. So when I got to that that page, and it's and Jean Grey saying to me, "My X Men," the theme song was going through my head. Oh yeah. I I said it when when I when I first read this book, but X of Swords Destruction, which is the final issue, is probably the best looking comic this year. It is the scale of, of there's multiple panels of like 40 50 characters on on screen the panel of the or the page of magic creating the portal and dropping the sword station onto the uh, other world citadel is maybe the coolest thing i've seen in my entire life in comics guys like it is just like i'm imagining this in my brain as a movie and then they open the portal and all of those demon monsters from like from uh it's like the end of Endgame, except it's one portal with a giant yes. station and yeah, yeah. everyone comes from it and then you have the lord of the rings return of the king ghost moment where you have like the evil <laughs> army from the other planet yeah. the other universe which comes in as reinforcements i'm like this is it's set up and payoff from like issue one to issue twenty two, baby. Not, like it all works. Not only that, I think I, I just want to get this out there. Like I think uh, referring to what Ben was saying with Apocalypse, I think that that that's one of the reasons why I go back to Excalibur is really important to read. Mm-hmm. Hoxpox is really important to read. Everything up to that point because uh, Apocalypse's arc from Hoxpox all the way to this point is such a solid cool arc to watch. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful and going all the way back now and thinking about like putting Jamie and Avalon and all these things. And when he finally gets there and she's like, you've done all these things. You put Jamie in power here. You did all these things just to get here. And now you're invited. Is that frustrating? Oh my God. <laughs> and it's like, it's so good. Yeah. Saturnine is, is, I think you said like Ben, like she's like, she's that bitch. Like she, she, she is, she is so mean. And she's so, like Emma Frost, uh, escalating oh my from God. the she's, old days. Yeah. She's Emma Frost. If it was, she was given, um, it's Emma Frost. If Emma Frost didn't change her opinions when Scott banged her. Uh, yes. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Scott made her a better person. It's, 100% it's funny. Cause when I was reading up Saturnine, 
I was reminded of this one scene in a later season of Game of Thrones when Baelish is talking to um, uh, Frax Cersei. Mm-hmm. Baelish is talking to Cersei, and Baelish goes, "Well, knowledge is power." And then she instantly goes, "Guards kill him." And then her her like retainers draw swords. They are about to slit swords, and she's like, "No, no, I changed my mind." And then they, she she does like that whole power show. Is like step forward, close your eyes, turn around, you know, all yeah. this stuff. And these guards have to do it. And then she goes up to me. And she's like. You think you know my game, bitch? No, you don't. Power she, is power. I can have it. Like, yeah. She is like the, she is, she's not as, I don't think, evil as Cersei, but she is absolutely like, as she is the most power hungry person in the Marvel universe. That's why she got to where she is. There's yeah. also a great line by Monet where she's like, can I, can I come along on the team? And she's like, why? He's like, I think that's a job I might like one day. So that's Hickman uh, setting up that right there. I want to Cersei. amend what you said. I think she is just as evil as Cersei before Cersei gets messed up by the church. Okay. Okay. She is that level. Okay, but she's not she's not murdering people though. Like she has to keep a balance. She she she, she, she essentially murdered Betsy. Oh, that's true. No, it's not it's, the last window. She yeah. she works in the murder of people she doesn't like. Yeah, okay, that's fair. She's okay. definitely like that time period. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Of a character. Yeah. And even Wolverine calls out Brian is like, dude, you can end this as long if you just go and just take one for the team. <laughs> with Saturnine. Take one for the hey. team. I love it. Hey, Logan's been living the that polyamorous life, so he doesn't respect yeah, marriage. No, 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 He's no, no, like, no, no, you no. could just do this. Why are you making it so hard? <laughs> you know, that was a good um, what if for the first few pages. I want to say of Mara- of Marauders when um, Wolverine kill like the last the last page is Wolverine killing Saturnine. Okay, it was like Saturn of the world and destruction, and then it goes back to Saturnine like stabbing Wolverine with her with claws. Uh, so. That is a very small moment in this book that, like, Saturnine, she's the most powerful person in the universe. Like, she she makes it not happen. This is the most important thing that happened in this book. And let me tell you why. Uh, this is this is slowly going around Twitter. Uh, not a lot of people are talking about it. There's a data page that talks about what Logan experienced and what Logan saw. Yep. Oh, Logan, does not, Logan does not know that Moira is alive right now. Logan, oh, saw right. Moira, Logan saw Moira die in her no place. So he has that knowledge now that Moira is dead somehow when she should already be dead. So, cause he says the, the Wolverine saw it with his own eyes, everything that's listed, all the people who died, he saw Moira die in her no place. Wolverine did not know she was there before. Now Wolverine knows that, that Moira is somehow around. And that is going to be the thing that I think is going to launch us into some real crazy shit. Cause Logan's like, uh, I saw Moira. Where's she at, Professor X? And he's gonna be like, "No, don't worry about it." And then there's gonna be some friction. That is a secret little dump, a secret little like, "This is the future right here." Because uh, they didn't have to say that. Because that's a very deliberate type of writing. Wolverine saw seen, her die. We haven't seen Moira since Hawkspox, really. Not yes. true. We saw her one time. Oh, one panel. Uh, two issues before uh, this event when Rockslide passes, the Cerebro helmets all go off in different places oh. and one of them is Moira's Internet where place. she is. Yeah. That's that's in destruction. That's in creation. That's in creation. Yeah. yeah. Um no. It's oh is it? It's it's yeah. in it's, it's in the Because scale. Rockslide Rockslide dies in creation. Yeah. That's oh, true. Okay. Um but yeah like the fact that that's now there that's like, I don't know if that'll ever be addressed soon, but like Wolverine now has information he did not have before because nobody knows Moira's alive except Magneto and Xavier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, that is a wrinkle that I know Jonathan Hickman put there for a reason. No, he doesn't do anything for accidents. Um, that's exciting. Plus in the same event, we saw her for the first time yeah. in her place. And it's nice. You saw Xavier take his helmet off like when the thing went off. So like, it's still Xavier. People stop. It's not Reed Richards. It's not some other character. It's Xavier. Please stop with the fakeness. Right. Yeah, well, that we, was, didn't yeah. we didn't we didn't 
one of the one prominent rumor was that he was uh, Moira. He was yeah, Moira. Like, yeah, it's always, it's like, guys, it's the the simple solution is usually the right one. Yeah. Um, he's just got a kick-ass helmet right now. Yes, I have. So let me. I'm gonna find the issue that has all of the battles and all of the wins and losses. Um, because one of them has just all of them. So you guys can talk for just a second. I think it's ish, I think it's part twenty-one. Twenty-one. Oh, Toronto. I think it's part twenty. Part twenty or twenty-one. It's it's very twenty. Hey, 20. I'm, I'm, I think it's your right, Brandon. It's probably 20. Hey, guys. Uh, what do we all think of uh, Captain Avalon? I like He's him. cool. Yeah, I thought that was a really cool turn mm-hmm. when he takes it up. Uh, and he's for Jamie. Also, I love uh, Jamie taking Sinister's Cape and then immediately appearing in the next issue. Yeah. I love it. Absolutely. Um, good uh, Lord. I want to talk about Cable because Cable's oh, got a cool God. issue. Oh my God. Phil Noto, guys. Holy shit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. When he, when cable, when cable like catches on to what's happening, is like we're. Gonna I just lose. think it's. I just think it's really great that Future Trunks is in this comic. <laughs> he telepathically calls out to his parents, and his parents are like, "All right, we're going. We're gonna bail our son out. This, this yeah, is just um, what's happening now." Yeah, and that. Then, um, go ahead, Ben. And then right late, and then like two panel, like two pages later, Gorgon evens the score. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they don't know that. No, nope, uh, they don't. And uh, it's also Bay. really good that they were going. Oh, I love Bay. Oh man. Yeah, Bay's great. Um, oh my god, Josh, Josh Kassar's art, real quick, Ben. Josh, Josh Kassar's art in X Force, specifically the I, I talked about it when it came out. The Blight Spoke stuff, like the 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 multiple realities, like that fight with Wolverine, is so in is so amazing. Yeah. Uh, truly, oh, truly cool. You know, Blight Spoke. Yeah, sorry, Blight Spoke. Whatever I said. Or what? It is Blight Spoke, right? Yeah. Yeah, the, the place where all realities go to die. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't have it. Uh, I, I took pictures of things I wanted to remember, but I don't have a picture of that one. Um, but I really, just while we're on that note, I really love when Scott is standing in front of the council and he's like, "Yeah, I understand. I understand the nation thing. I know what you guys all said." And then when I heard it, uh, I just realized that was wrong. Yeah, uh, I'm a, I'm a <laughs> I don't agree. Yeah, and f that. <laughs> I'm a hero. I'm well, gonna save my son. That's what we do. Well, what was so interesting is that he talks about the X-Men specifically. He's like, we're the X-Men. And then there's a data page. The next data page is the, the X-Men was not going to be a term Krakoa was going to use anymore. Yeah. We are, right. we are a nation. We are a group of, we are a government. We are no at longer the, the X-Men. At this moment, the X-Men no longer exists. And I'm like, but that's the name of your book though. Why? Yeah. Um, but it, it was really, well, I think now you could. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, so I really like the, he's, he's up there and he's like, now we get all that we're going anyway. You're not stopping us. And, and even like Xavier, Xavier was like, "All right." Magneto says that a boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. He goes, he goes they're good both boy. happy. Yeah, like Magneto goes, "Good boy." And then you see uh, Xavier smiling. It's like mm. maybe I yeah. do have that. Maybe well, because because it's like even the council is like, "No, we I know do. we need to intervene at this point." Yeah, yeah. He, uh, yeah. We will save those who we who need saving, whatever the cost. Uh, because we are its heroes, and uh, that's that's and the, that, uh, Charles uh, Charles smiling and Magneto. Yeah, good boy. Uh, there's that. It's beautiful, Mahmoud Asar art. Uh, uh, Scott. So many panels have Scott. Uh, uh, the reflection of characters in his visors. Yeah, and it's and a reflection is, of Magneto and Charles in that his is, visors. Yeah. That is always such a beautiful touch. They're like, you don't have to do, but it's great. I love yeah. it. All right, guys, yeah. I got the battle log. Let's talk about some of these battles, okay? Yep. So we got the first battle. It's got Iska versus Captain Britain. Uh, it's because the unbeaten, she can't be beaten. So spoiler alert, we know that one. Um, but it was Saturday who did it actually. So Betsy, don't feel so bad about it. <laughs> Trial by wedding. Bay hit the Blood Moon versus Cipher. Who wins? They both win because of love. Uh, <laughs> I love this shit. Um, 
like arranged marriages are gross, like whatever. But like, I think for the context of what this is, I think it's funny. Uh, and they're and in love. They're in love. Yeah. And like, yeah. it's, it's so interesting because like Doug is someone who understands all languages, but he can't, he doesn't understand this person. And that fascinates him. Do you mm. want to know why? Why? Because he doesn't understand the language of love yet. Ah, Doug, oh. he's the sweet boy. Oh, I'm so glad he didn't die. I was going to be yeah. so pissed if he died. Also, Bay yeah. is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. he's like, oh, wow, yeah. Uh, and then yeah, the fact that Bay, and then when she like you, because we the reader can understand what she's saying, but when Bay says her vows, it's like, wow, she actually does want to be with him. That's yeah. so that's I I really I really love uh, this moment where Bay makes her her vows, and then Apocalypse is staying there because because Doug is like I can't understand her, and he's like they are good vows. Yeah, you should you should take this. Like, uh, it's, it's really good. And I'm like, this is coming from Apocalypse, who I know at this moment, he knows a thing or two about love. Yeah, he's Eternal it. love. He's essentially Hawkman. Um, I love Hawkman. So Holy good. shit. You're so right. I know! That's why it's so good! What was the third battle, Ryan? The third battle is the contest of arms. Pogger Pog versus Magic. It was an arm wrestling match. God, yes. that, was, that was ridiculous. I, I'm glad there was a rematch because I initially, this is the first part where I was like, oh, I didn't expect this. But now in hindsight again, I'm like, oh, this is hilarious. Who cares? It's so shonen. Yeah, it's it's like, whatever. It's so good. Um, Saturnine specifically made it so that they would all lose their matches. Yeah. Um. Again, it's like. And then tie it up. She had it all planned out. Um. They, they still win a couple. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, uh, battle for race to death, Summoner versus Wolverine. You <laughs> over dies, which is bananas. Uh, I didn't expect you got, you got all this like oh my god, crazy dude. craziness yeah. happening oh, yeah. on every page. What an insane! Those com those pages are running like six hundred dollars. This one part where it looks like Tron. Yeah, yeah, hundred dollars to buy. Oh my god, it's amazing. Um, contest five, the contest of cups, Storm versus Wolverine. Guys, they spoil. That's just a gimme point. That's just a gimme but point. It, yeah. But it's a cost that I loved. It's a cost on both of them mm -hmm. because they were both plotting the murder of her. Yep. Um, also, uh, they almost they almost kiss in that one. Yes, they, they do. people don't like that, but guess what? They've had history I, before, so get I love when she's it. like, uh, "You stop being dirty, or I'm gonna tell Gene." And yeah. I'm like, "Oh my god!" Wolverine should have said, "He's like, nah, she'd love you to join us." That's what he should have said. That's so sexy. Yeah, well, yeah. They, that would be too on the nose, and they've so far danced around the polygamy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to pause on the battle thing real quick to pause talk it. about uh, the wonderful issue of Storm going to Wakanda. Oh my god, that's Vita. Yes. That's a Vita Ayala yes. joint right there. Uh, that, I think that was okay. Besides Wolverine getting the Muramasa, that I think Storm going to Wakanda was my favorite of the questing. Oh yeah, I just Wolverine I, because they used to be married. Black Panther. I and loved. I loved the pain that T'Challa felt uh, when he got there, and she's like, he, he, uh, I, don't, "I don't know if I do have it." But the when she's expressing like, you know, I couldn't wait, kind of thing, and he's yeah. like, "I would have done anything for you. Of course, you could have taken it. I would have supported you." And she's like, "Yeah." but you support me at your convenience. Everything's yeah. on your timetable. And sometimes it just can't wait for that kind of thing. Uh, and it's like, oh, there's, they're both kind of right. And it's like, oh yeah. my God, it's so well done. And her interactions with Shuri, Shuri. and the queen mother are fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, the way that she remembers things. And it's like, it's almost like he wanted me to take it. Oh, I didn't know about these things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, it's so good. And it's so, it's so uh, sad to watch her electrocute Shuri. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they, but what a beautiful, beautiful issue. And as Brandon said, like, uh, yeah, uh, Storm and T'Challa have have such a long history of them being married, and like she was queen of Wakanda with him for for a couple of years and stuff, and like having to go back to steal their most prized artifact, and like I promise I'll bring it back, but the world's gonna end. 
I just, he's like, maybe just don't take it. I'm like, the world's going to end, Shuri. Yeah, I just, I really wanted to highlight that issue because mm-hmm. the Muramasa Blade uh, questing issues were my number one of the questing for swords issues. Yeah. But Storm was right there under it at number two. The, the issue of her going to Wakanda was brilliant. Also getting that little, mm-hmm. like, wonderful taste of Wakanda history about the history of the blade, yeah. the history of other blades that were there that they were totally mm-hmm. willing to offer up. And they're like, but this is the blade of the You nation. know who you get Black Panther to? Now that the book's ending, mm. Vera Ayala. That would be awesome. Um, the same. She she did a good year. It could happen. Um, so uh, I, a, I really love I really love how they're in the they're in the rock circle. Uh, they get the swords. Uh, sorry, real quick. No, this is just real quick. This is bouncing back to the news because you just brought up Vita and I forgot. Children of the Atom was postponed again. Oh yeah, postponed. And we forgot to talk about that. Um, Two months, which I'm super upset about. Yeah. Um, there there's a lot of speculation, but I don't think anybody really knows why. Um. I, I, that, that sucks. <laughs> but she's writing New Mutants, so it's not like she's not writing X-Men, so it's like, I think, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if it's a scheduling thing, or it was part of the event, and then they had to get changed, but like... I know, I'm just bummed about it. I, that book was supposed to come out, like, A lot of people are bummed about it. A ago. lot of people on right. Comic Twitter I've seen are bummed so, about it, yeah. Right, so we're going, so going back to Storm. Uh, the reason why I, one of the things I love about uh, Wolverine's and Storm's quest for the swords is because of their end. There is a it's not really a cliffhanger, but it's. I want to know what happens after. We find out later on that a Wolverine promised Solemn, Solemn, Solemn. 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 He yeah. promised Solemn a fight. He promised him a fight with Hitler Muramasa. That was the price he had to pay. Any at any time, at any time he gets called, he has to fight. <laughs> yeah, Bring me my boy. <laughs> pretty much, but after Storm walks out through the gate, T'Challa tells him to destroy the gate, and if she brings it back, it'll be on our own terms. Yeah. So yeah. I'm really, for some reason, I'm really, really looking forward to the issue. If hopefully it's going to be Marauders, maybe it'll be Black Panther. Black Panther, who knows? But I want to see an issue where Storm returns the sword back. And she already did. No, she did. She did. We, oh, yeah, we she all fractioned it. Sorry, Ben. Uh, I just wanted to correct what you were saying, which is that uh, what T'Challa says is not specifically about the sword. He said, if any mutants ever want to return, it will not be as thieves in the night any ambassadors yeah they will be on our terms through our permissions but uh we do know that she did return the stone the sword and that there are wounds there that are not healed yeah uh that's yeah. part of the narration at the end and wakanda is already uh they're not they're not they're not anti-mutant but they're they don't want their drugs and they don't need it they don't like, need they're, it they're self-sufficient so like yeah. Side, side note, because Ryan and I were talking about this off podcast. Um, we're in a weird place right now where we can't really gauge what's going to happen with uh, how Wakanda is going to work with like where we might see more of Wakanda fleshing out its reaction to Krakow right now because um, Ta-Nehisi Coates' run of Black Panther has been suspended for about half a year and postponed. <laughs> and now his final issues aren't coming out until next year. And uh, all of those were written kind of uh, more or less in advance of the pandemic. So his run is ending but it's basically still backlogged before all this. So we don't know what Wakanda is going to be like in the near future. So it'll be nice to see. I agree with you. I want to see more of this relationship fleshed out. I hope that there's uh, some kind of catch up because I think Wakanda is one of the most interesting places to see reacting to Krakoa. And we haven't gotten it yet because Coates' line has just been behind. If I'm being honest, I I, I think with how that run's going, I don't think it's going to be in here. I think it's going to be like whatever the relaunch of Black Panther will be. No, that's what I mean. That's what I mean is that we just have to wait because Coates' run has been behind all this stuff. And now it's got to end before we can get to someone who's going to dig into it. True, true, true. But I echo what Ben said. Now that's actually not necessarily true. If you recall, the last issues of Matt Fraction's Hawkeye took years to come out almost. 
Uh, and in between the, the 24th and 25th, the Jeff Lemire Hawkeye run started. Yeah. Sure. So but, but, but it's not. But, but we know when Coates' run is coming back, the issues are coming out starting late January, I believe, or February, one of the two. And they haven't announced who's taking over yet after him. So that's why we're kind of in limbo about Wakanda. Limbo? Mm, imagine. Mm. What next? Anyway, what, what's uh, the next one? Solemn uh, summons Wolverine to do his fighting for him. He says, "Bring me my boy," uh, <laughs> and he's all messed up. <laughs> he's all—he's like still drunk out of so his drunk. mind, man. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, um, who's who's he fighting again? Uh, war. war, war, and war, war is like uh, war finds out from Solemn that he just killed his her son. Yeah, and uh, she so she's just <laughs> beating him up and burying the sword in him, and he's like, "God, just stop it!" <laughs> and no, this is the first so- one to cut a limb. Amputation. Yeah, I love when the sword, when uh, War's sword just gets stuck. He's like, your head should be gone. And he's like, and Maxine's fine says, phew. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, can someone get the sword out of my neck? Yeah. <laughs> um, We're back to Pogger Pog and Magic. But wait, wait, real that? quickly. Uh, Arako still got that point because Wolverine was playing for Solemn. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. God. Yeah, you gotta be kidding me. Because it was just <laughs> like Storm and Wolverine getting a point. Mm-hmm. It was the Arako getting a point. But Wolverine had to do the heavy lifting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at this point, it's uh, five to three with Araka winning. Um, yeah. yeah. Pogger Pog versus Magic. The, the rematch, baby. Uh, guess what? Spoilers. Pogger Pog is not an alligator. He's a little goblin man. <laughs> Living inside a big a big ski- suit skin. And she's <laughs> just like a Mexican. And he's just like, now I know you're my opponent, but I pray you just wait a moment. And she's like, nah, this is a fight to the death or submission. Either way, little guy, you're beat. <laughs> <laughs> Gives him a wallop. Um... <laughs> torture endurance. Yeah, yeah, that's the one where we just see them all in like different torture positions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Araka wins. Yeah, um, yeah. This is where we get just a lot of this like little montage uh, of battles, and I, I really love all of them. I'm so glad that we got like we get a data page that's not just this chart. There's also yes. a data page that describes all these little moments and how people did. Just to elaborate a little further, oh. because I don't like when you just get like like brushed by ideas yeah. for for something like this i'm like i feel like we could get a little more i love that there's just they use the data pages to give the little details like wolverine was still drunk on the runway so he's real bad at the the runway fashion yeah. show bit storm uh, was great but we also think that's because she was drunk so you guys notice because you guys have been reading x factor there are notes from mojo on how you make this into a new yes. streaming service yes, so all these one. battles like how do we turn this into money and i'm like damn it just they're talking about like changing some of the things yeah. and yeah uh, so good. Yeah, just let's, make, let's make them lose here. Adds more dra- drama. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so we got the contest of boulders, which Araka wins. Yeah, uh, we got the battle beneath the waves, which is the swimming contest. Yeah, oh, they're fighting. Uh, sea they're demons. fighting sea monsters. Uh, yeah, Araka wins. We got the contest of plates, which is an eating contest. <laughs> and which, uh, Krakoa wins. Let's see. Um, Cable is probably the winner there. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's it's Cable and Captain Avalon are doing great while Doug can't handle it, and uh, they're competing against Red Root. That's so good. Lord of the Dance. This is probably the best one. If I'm, I, I can't even. Doug discoing. Uh, Bay's doing the robot. Wolverine Logan. refusing to participate. Logan is making us lose because he's not dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, the Labyrinth Escape. Yeah, which is the stair MC puzzle. Escher yep. shit. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Um, uh, Jigsaw battle. Just a puzzle battle. Yeah, make a puzzle. Which which uh, Krakoa wins. Yeah, good for you. Um, ooh, the blight. Oh, it's. Uh, I think it's because it's Gorgon and Ileana against each other. Oh, and Gorgon's blind anyway. Yeah, so that's not even fair. So they just win. <laughs> okay. Um, contest of of contour. Yeah, that's the. Oh, runway. that's the, the runway walk. Let's see. Yeah. Um, Storm doing great. Logan just not part of it at Logan? all in his like weird gladiator outfit. 
uh, Red Roots and War uh, win it for them. Oh, they look hot. I know, great. Uh, we got a foot race. Yeah, it's not clear what that one was from the visual, so I'm glad that they gave the data page about it because it's just Ileana and Cable like looking at a map and pointing amongst galaxies. Uh, we got a contest of letters. I don't know that. I don't remember that one is. Contest of letters. Ooh. Oh yeah, I don't know. Oh, I think the foot race actually is 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 the run between uh, Red Root and someone else in the crooked oh, market. In the crooked market, yeah. Oh yeah, then they put this one. They just put the image for this one before. Okay, yeah. So they're just a little out of order. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, yeah, that's probably the Blight's book navigation. Right. Yeah. Uh, then foot race with uh, 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 Red uh, Root versus Captain Avalon. Even though Red Root wins, um, she, they, she also loses because she, she gets turned into a Funko. Because she gets she knocks something mm. over and nothing is free in the crooked market. Uh, yeah. That character, Mad Jim Jaspers, uh, he is the ruler of another multiverse where he is like he's like a Saturnine. Uh, but in this universe, this dude runs like this weird market. <laughs> multiverse is weird, you guys. It's cool. Um, rumination endurance. What's that one? Uh, oh, White Sword versus Wolverine. That's the one where they all they both have to look into a mirror and see every person they've killed. And the first one to uh, uh, the first one to um, blink blink is the one who loses and Wolverine oh. loses because he cries. Oh, he's crying. That's so and sad. it was the, the guy who killed like a thousand people and he's like, <laughs> yes, it's uh, him. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. White Sword uh, 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 and maybe Secret White MVP. Sword is just facing it with a frown, but Wolverine is also facing with a frown and then the last panel he's got tears coming down, which I'm like, that is such a beautiful little piece. Oh, the contest, really... the contest of letters is magic and she spells yeah. magic wrong because she spells her name mm. instead of the word magic, so she loses. Yep. And I'm like, oh, that and is... And she hates it. That is some uh, good, good stuff. I just really like I I just felt that panel of Wolverine crying while watching that. I'm like, God damn, that's, that's such a good panel yeah, for yeah. them. Um, resist temptation. Uh, that's the sirens, which Gorgon decides to go bang a rock. And then the next one, which is one of my favorites, and is pulled right out of Adventure Time. Oh my I God. swear. Kid, 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 kill the kitten. Kill um, the kitten. If you will recall, it, early, early in season one of Adventure Time, there's a, a part where. Uh, uh, it's like slay this monster, and Finn's like, okay, and it's like this wizard reaper thing, and then he's like, cool, now slay this ant, and he's like, I is is the ant evil? And it's like, it's well, it's not really either. It's it's neutral, <laughs> and he's like, well, I can't kill things that aren't evil. He's like, slay this unaligned ant. <laughs> <laughs> That's this kitten right here. Uh, I no, I think it's Captain Avalon in War, and then yeah. like kill the kitten, and then you know, the kitten goes. Like, and then of yeah. course, and and of course, Captain Adam was like, "You wouldn't." And he, we're going to stop her. We don't care at all. Drawing first blood. That is death versus storm in another excellent, excellent oh. uh, uh, couple of pages. Beautiful. The um, yeah. Time they dance. And it, yeah, and uh, I love uh, that one. Death is wearing a helmet, and he's just like, "Yo, he's he's got some pestilence up in there, man. He's got some gross shit in his head." Well, he's and he's confident because she doesn't have her powers here. Yep. And uh, she's like, let me make something perfectly clear. My powers aren't what make me powerful and shatters his blade. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Storm with a blade is is a mainstay since like the 80s. Like, yeah, like her whole thing is like, you think lightning is what makes me a badass? Oh, boy. Um, she's so cool. Um, but she reflects death's like like evil uh, goose stare or whatever. It's his uh, look upon the last face all sees. And then she reflects it back, and uh, and then she cuts him up, and uh, storms back. Because it reflects off her blade so well, and she wrecks him, like, hey, makes him bleed, and then all the things come and eat him. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Because okay, so if you read the data pages, um, the these like elvish vampires have taken over this region. Yeah, and you wouldn't know that without reading the data page. So right. all these vampires come to eat this dude uh, out of nowhere. I'm like, 
it's, it's silly. I love it. Um, battle to their, the their death. whole relationship dynamic, jumping back to like Storm's first dance with him and everything. There, that that was so the cover of it with her oh, him uh, dipping her and everything. I'm like, this is beautiful. Yeah. I love the imagery of it. And he death looks so cool. Death was one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, coming out of the Araco side. And I like that real quick, like the like the, the original horsemen are kind of like are like again like the predecessors of what we know now but like they are like death is anubis and like war is a firehead it's like things that we've known for 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 centuries or whatever um mm-hmm. it's cool that like this is the origin of them uh yeah, like pestilence is all covered up in bandages and, yeah i mean famine it's famine right that's the fourth one oh uh, yeah i think so. yeah i mean famine is the only one that to me that doesn't really work but i mean war fire death anubis looks rad pestilence yeah. you get that wrapped up bandages you're sick you can't really move very well Famine's like, eh. oh my god, you got the pass. Um, we got let's see, okay, battle to the death, which is Bay the Blood Moon versus Cable. Um, Cable, the better sword fighter. Uh, but he's a good, hesitates because he hesitates because he doesn't want to kill because Doug's wife. He's got Doug's big wife. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and then and then Bay decides to flip the, flip the tables and she's gonna kill Cable and like don't he's, he's you don't need to kill him I love you and you love me and he's my friend and Saturnine's like well I guess the death of Spirit is as good as a death um, which is nice but yeah poor Cable man this is like this is the scene you're talking about Brandon where he's like yeah. he's crying for his mom and she it's so powerful that it it. It tele pierces from other world, which yeah. it's not supposed to do, which is what Charles and Magneto say later. They're like, that shouldn't yeah. happen. The, <laughs> yeah, the, that's the power of love transcends time and space. Thanks, Interstellar. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, Cable doesn't win. One hundred to one, the White Sword versus Gorgon, which is probably the coolest fight. Like it, just like Gorgon again, like a character who was part of Hydra. Uh, he shows up every once in a while as an X-Men villain. Now just like the super honorable dude who basically gets the win for us. Um, yeah. Just so sick. He cuts down, down, as we talked about before, he cuts down enough people to tie them yeah. before falling himself. I mean, he also counted for two contestants, so it's not surprising. Yeah, um, and then what's Apocalypse's great line there? Uh, that is how a mutant dies, children. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, just, just badass. Uh, just yeah. really, just excellent stuff. And then the final challenge, man versus wife. Oh, it's so juicy. And it's just like, it's really good. And it's so dramatic. And it's like, he says like, this is like, this is, this is like a millennia in the making. And it's like that final page of them about to go battle for destruction. I think um, one of the things that that's so cool about this is that all of 10 of swords was building to it in creation. We see a lot of apocalypses, not creation, but like after creation, when he's being, when he's being repaired, um, he talks about his, how, they ended up on Araco and why it was his fault and um, the guilt that he feels for it with annihilation and all that. And yeah. um, going all the way up to seeing their two different paths uh, that they took and uh, fighting each other. I think that's so cool. Yeah. Uh, there's a, it's an issue or two before the event where uh, Apocalypse has the summoner telling the story and all the visuals remain the same as when Genesis retells it later in this event but she tells the story from the true perspective of what happened to them and she's like and they tell all these stories but we know the truth about what you did apocalypse Mm -hmm. uh and close the door behind you baby Um, and again it's like it's that thing of like honey like you're not strong enough you should go and try to make something for yourself and we'll be the ones to defend it and it's like apocalypse crying like a little baby and it's like honey i love you so much and like again this isn't something you've never seen before like this this oscar isaac bad villain is like so great. He's so and what's, good. And what's really cool is by having Apocalypse seem weak uh, to these other characters, 
those the stakes for beating those other characters is even greater. Yeah. Uh, for our characters because of apocalypse, and th- someone even says it like, if apocalypse was a problem. Yeah. Imagine. Do, do, like do whole, we have a shot? A whole line of them who are stronger than him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so Apocalypse and, and Genesis are fighting, and, and Apocalypse gets the upper hand, actually. Um, and then and then she succumbs to the Annihilation Helmet, and all hell breaks loose. The tournament, even though the tournament was rigged, the tournament is now off because just the invasion is just commencing. Summoners are... Annihilation hits the I don't care button. Yeah, uh, the I don't care button. So, let's summon every mm-hmm. favorite beast we possibly can. Um, again, like th- this issue, issue 22, this destruction issue some of the biggest, most beautiful splash pages of comic art I've ever seen. Um, Scott is bringing the entire crew of X-Men with him on, on the, on the sword station. Uh, Ileana gets him transported down there. Uh, big, big epic battle, like Lord of the Rings style battle with all these heroes. The heroes cannot die. Cause if you die in other world, you get brought back a weirdo. Look at rock slide. He's a weirdo. Uh, <laughs> no, he's symbols. <laughs> he's symbols. Oh, you need to read X factor. He's a weirdo. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, uh, so yeah, well, we uh, see him. We see him uh, when he first, when he's first resurrected, and that's what we alluded to, like the, the when he is first resurrected and he is not speaking right and he's not, he doesn't look the same. And it was like, and then like we didn't talk about it, but the five like freak out and like destroy the stock of eggs and destroy yes, the whole that, hatchery. That's very important well, because yes. Cerebro uh, Charles is down too, and they yeah. don't know yeah. what. To do. And and if then all the all the eggs, all the all like the the birth pods can are tainted. So they have to destroy all of them and start over. Which well, means- they think they think it's their fault that Rockslide ended up this way, and it's the, yes. like the tainted the tainted eggs. So we got to destroy all the eggs. Yeah, um, which I mean, I'm I'm not a scientist. That seems like real rash, but I get it. Um, but yeah, so d- please don't die because you guys keep, won't come back, and that's a problem. Uh, so the stakes are there, and again, like we just established all this cocoa stuff. So it's nice to be like, no, actually, they will never return, and like this is this is big stakes. Um, Big, big T-bone stakes. I love it. Because if they if they die in uh, other worlds specifically, and we just found out what happens if they die in Araka, which was cool. Um, but in if they die in other world, they don't come back. The, the same version of them doesn't come back because because the the because other world is the nexus of all realities of the multiverse. It is the it is like the center of the multiverse. If you die in other world and get resurrected potentially infinite numbers of multiverse yous get put into that body instead of the regular you. Yeah. Whether that's like your soul, your conscience, whatever, you know, the, the weird X-Men stuff we're talking about. Um, like 25 different versions of this character throughout the multiverse are shoved into one body, into this new character. And if you've read some of the interviews and stuff and some of the characters who've died, and if you read the newest issue of X-Men from this week, characters come back and they're just different and people are cool with it. I'm just like, oh, what does, man, characters are just different now. And it's weird. It's a, it's just really cool and weird that it's like we're accepting this. Yeah, I, I really, the last issue really solidified the event for me, especially how it ends, which is that Apocalypse essentially gets what he wants. Oh, he gets to go hang out with his family again. Yeah, so um, he he defeats Annihilation, and he decides to take the helmet for himself because he, he thinks, even though Genesis is stronger, Apocalypse is stronger in different ways. He doesn't want to win, but he wants to lose, so he, he sacrifices yeah, he himself. Says, he says flat out, I don't care about winning anymore. Yeah, so as Annihilation, he, he surrenders, which means Amenth loses, because he is now like the controller of Amenth, which is like the evil people. So Apocalypse saves the day. Um, he gets to go back home with his family. The Saturnine uh, says like, all right, you got to send one person from Kokoa to Araka and one person from Araka yeah. to Kokoa. It's like basically an exchange. What you were saying was uh, Apocalypse is not the stronger physically mm-hmm. uh, in power against Genesis, but he is the stronger will. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
I really appreciate that Apocalypse. The first thing Apocalypse was like, he's like, can I pick a Rocco? Yeah. And she's like, that wasn't in the cards. Pretty, pretty, pretty <laughs> sneaky. I didn't see that. So, yeah. So, Araco is now going to be become part of Krakoa. So it's going to be it's going to be uh, I don't know if they're going to they're not going to call it Okara the one land, but they're going to be reunited. The land will be whole. Again. The land will be whole again. But if you noticed, there are millions. They said there are millions of mutant prisoners on this island. Yeah. So that means we are getting an infinite number of new characters for the rest of X-Men history. All yeah. of history. We can just recreate new characters. Like this is Degrassi, the next generation, or TNG, you know, Star Trek. Like the next generation of of not just mutants, but a menthi demon mutant hybrids. Because that was also something they were doing. Chimeras was also something that was happening. So like all this shit is slowly building more and more. And I'm just like, man, there's a lot on X Men's plate. There's a lot. Ha- there's like, I hope this is like a ten year plan because there's so much story that will never get. He initially, out. I remember reading an article and he was like, and he said, yeah, I have a five year X Men plan. And I'm like, you sure, just five? Like we're, we're this event win. went from what originally into 22 12 issues to 20 12 issues to 22 yeah i think it's going to be more than five years yeah, yeah. Uh, and i hope so because like it's all working um it's one of those things where it's like yeah keep telling yourself that buddy yeah um so sword uh sword's back um out this week uh, oh, holy shit new x-men out this week guys al ewing i love it uh valero sheedy um and then it ends uh, uh with saturnine just kind of going over like uh, talking to her like her her number one commander, fish lady Rael. It's like, so Miss Miss Saturnine, did everything go as planned? And she's like, Hell yeah, dude. Kinda not really, but you know, <laughs> well she plays the she plays the the face where she's like, Of course I got the Captain Britain core back. I got everything I wanted. And then when she sees Brian and, yeah. she, and we he, we see like what she really wanted. It's like almost the dream behind her. She's yeah. got yeah. the army mm-hmm. of the Betsy's uh all there. That is Guys, I can't tell you how, how for, especially for, for Captain Britain fans, for fans of old school Excalibur, because Jonathan Hickman is the person who destroyed the Captain Britain Corps in Secret Wars. And then he's the person who brought it that. back. He not only brought it back, but he brought it back and he made every character Betsy instead of Brian. He made all the characters like female in representations instead of just being a dude again. I'm like, there's a frog Betsy. There's like a Thor looking Betsy. They're like, there's, there's a, a swan. swan. There's a swan Betsy. Like, are you kidding me? Apparently it's called Violet Swan. Oh, that's cute. I love it. Um, I just think it's it's so cool for the the future of the character for Betsy for um not not just giving Saturnine Brian because like that's what everyone wants. Like Saturnine is Saturnine is like the the most obscure X-Men villain, like quote unquote villain, and she's like the big the big comic book character of the year. And I'm just like, man, just I love comics. Like only comics can like only big books can do this. Just my babies are dead. That's yeah, yeah. God. Hellions, guys. Hellions is so good. Uh, um, great. Here I, there's there's some sinisterisms. Um, there's a st- oh, there's one specific panel. I think it's in. It might be in 22 where Sinister says, "Oh, you want to go through the gate? Good luck!" And he gives like an evil f- grin, and it's the scariest he has ever looked like yeah. ever. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> so Kate calls him out for stopping for a cape before he got to the council meeting. He's like, excuse me, before Emma took pity on you, you looked like you were dressing yourself with the remainders from the Xavier School lost and found box. So I don't think I'll take any fashion sass from you. <laughs> and then she's just like that, like just stunned. <laughs> and Emma's like, well, that motion is regrettably seconded. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sinister, Sinister is the king of sass. Um just when uh, he kills all of them, 
uh, in the smoke when they come back. And he, he's like, uh, you didn't happen to see my cape back there. And, and Empath just dies of him. He's like, no, oh, well, oh. my sweet, holy God, help. There's been a terrible tech. My precious Hellions are dead. He even does the throat clear. There we are. <laughs> and now <clears throat> it's totally Frieza from Broly. I love it. It's, One it's of the- it's the oh broly it's such a tragedy paragus was hit by a stray blast i really i really i really don't think frieza's voice fits sinister but i really wish it would yeah Uh, oh that's a good moment with a wild child yeah the, the, the the passing of wild child is something i want to talk about when uh when she sends him in and it's that that like like i'm gonna do uh, good for you she done so well and with training him and, yeah. and connecting with him and it's just ugh. building um, like a like a relationship yeah yeah and i love uh uh when the guy's like warning sister like don't try to take genetics from me and then uh uh havoc is just like hey are you listening to him and he's like yes yes i am listening to my heart <laughs> <laughs> i think hellions might be the best book guys i'm just saying Hellions it's it's book. certainly like the most entertaining for sure um uh, and yeah, the yeah. Vile, the vile i love locus. i love the look of the guy and he's like uh yeah, why are you guys here? Don't don't you understand that it's already happening back in other world? I keep calling back it, the way you uh, came. It's sorry, it's the locust vial, not the other way around. Yeah, uh, but they all have like unique, silly names. They're all great. Um, oh yeah, the- oh. <laughs> Ryan, what's what's uh, Orphan Maker's uh, ability? We don't know. Interesting. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so Orphan Maker, that's this whole thing, like, like he, his X-Gene is just, like, world-ending, so he's always been in a suit, so, like, uh, uh, I don't know, this is, I think this is a new development, which is cool. I've read, I have read Hellions and X-Factor post Ten of Swords. Bro, so. I'm just saying, uh, um, Wild, Wild Child uh, and, and, and Nanny, how hot are they? I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. what, guys, it's, things go in an unexpected way. It's crazy. That's cool. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Uh, this is a this Lunas. is a really really small moment, um, and it's it's not about him. It's about this, mm. which is that they just uh it's it's just the dialogue like a uh, third person narrator just talking about the location. It's returning to when Apocalypse is injured. He's in the healing station. They're trying to repair his body, and this is the narration for it. Krakoa, some call it home, some call it paradise, others call it an open grave, where the dead are resurrected, and never rest. Oh, damn. I'm like, kinda sad. that is really like, it is a kind of blink and you miss it page yeah. of them just calling it like that. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, they ain't wrong. Look at that. Look at that oh, evil one out. God, it's so spooky. Broly, Paragus was <laughs> Uh, When Betsy <laughs> destroys the amulet in front of her and she gets so pissed. Fuck it. I freaking love that moment. There's so much uh, good stuff with Betsy when they when they steal the sword from yeah. Saturnine. Uh, I really just like that page. Saturnine, she just she just loves Brian so much, and he just doesn't want her. And it's just I'm not sad about it. She's literally for forty years. For forty years, she's been trying to bang this dude, and he's just like, I'm not into you. I'm sorry. Well, he's got a wife and kid to worry. About. He's got wife and kid to go home to. He's <laughs> like, I'm married. I ain't gonna do this. Uh-uh. I ain't I ain't do that infidelity bullshit. Maybe. Just a, a couple more. I just can't help it. A couple more sinisterisms. <laughs> uh, his exchange with Magneto, where he's like, uh, "Hey, I want uh, you to get into uh, what she was raised, uh, but I thank you to keep her away from my boy." Speaking of havoc, uh, and uh, Magneto's like, "I'd like to change my vote to send him to the other world." <laughs> 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 Wait, you can't do that. Oh, but uh, 
So he goes and talks to the other clone of him that he just hatched. Yes. And he's like, yeah, you got to go for me. And he's like, what? No. Uh, I, why you would go I for me. Why would I waste this young and supple body? You go, Grandpa. <laughs> Do not push me. I will come at you like a tornado of teeth and claw. I love it. I will go full primate. Do me a favor and lightly pepper yourself before I eat your face. And then they just stand there. Mm, can't say that sounds very fun at all. Don't love it either. The noble contest then? Best two out of three. I said the noble contest, didn't I? <laughs> it begins. <laughs> Winner keeps the cape. So, and then you never know. You never yeah, know. Who you which, which one it is, yeah. So um, up until Karen Gillan wrote uh, Uncanny X-Men in 2011, Sinister was not this way. He was very much a more traditional, like, on-behind-the-scenes evil man. I, I love experiments. But in 2011, Karen Gillan turned him into almost like a joke in a fun way, and Jonathan McMahon has doubled down on it. And this is this is the better choice, because this is way better than Sinister was before. When, when he gets to Jamie, and Jamie's like... Uh, uh, and and Sinister's like, well, great, that settles it. To Avalon we go. And Jamie's like, oh, but surely we must seal our bargain with an exchange of gifts. Mooford, bring the princess. And he's like, what? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> and then and then <laughs> what? I forget his name. Oh, um, uh, Orphan Maker. And then Orphan Maker is just saying there. He's like, oh, please get the pony, Mister Excess. Please, please, please. The answer is no. A horse is a major responsibility. <laughs> uh, there's one God, more sinister. There's so one bad. more sinister thing. Like when he's talking uh, to the council after he's come back. Oh, I think it actually might be in Hellion, so I can't talk about it. Shit. Because that's the a really, one. It's yeah. a really good exchange that I really like. Sinister no, so Sparks good. just So when I read the first issue of Hellions in the crossover and Sinister called it the noble contest, I'm like, I gotta start calling that from now on. Oh, it's it's when it's when uh uh one of one of the things I really like about Sinister is when he's talking about like, let's just send my Hellions over there and we'll get the sword beforehand. So you'd go with them, right? What no. Uh, no, no, no. And then there's not enough votes, and he's like, "Oh, thank God! All right." <laughs> and he pushes Magneto. He's I like, I'm I'm like take my vote. vote. Wait, no. Yeah. God, I love Magneto. Just like he just gives him that blurb about his daughter, and Magneto just looks over. I'm gonna change my vote. <laughs> I'm changing my vote. He's going. What? Man, uh, just, just great event. So, uh, so, so much world building. Um, yeah, I just want to, I want to also highlight, this is not sinister, but this is Storm when she first dances with death. And she says, I have been dancing with you my entire life, first as a girl living on the streets and later as leader of the X-Men, a role that taught me how to sway death. So I neither fear nor desire you, but I know you. Yeah, it's good. Hey guys, I'm just saying the last event Jonathan Hickman did was Secret Wars and like, he's pretty good at the events, I think. Not only do I think this event is really good, and I enjoyed it throughout. Mm -hmm. um, I personally didn't feel a lull. I, I also did, read it in one go. Yeah, I, I <laughs> rereading it like it's just because my expectations, and now that I for sure, yeah, I'm, with um, you. I'm really glad it went the way it did. Mm -hmm. I, I think this was more interesting than a sword fighting tournament. Yeah, I think this was incredibly enjoyable, um, and I think this was wonderful payoff to everything Dawn of X has been doing up to this point, specifically the stuff around uh, the Summoner Apocalypse. The other world gate. Summoner, uh, some of the ideas about resurrection. Yeah, Summoner uh, becoming a so bad good. guy. Like what? What an anime mm -hmm. betrayal! Killing his friend Rockslide. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, like Rockslide is is like a fan favorite character. Like, he was part of like like the X Men Academy stuff from like like a decade ago. Um, it was like the new generation. So like he has like a lot of like younger fans. Um, and it's just sad to see him get yeah. swiped in half like yeah. that. Uh, that's all right though. He's his back in a way. All right, we did it. Hey guys, let me tell you. I never once in my life thought you would ever utter the word Saturnine in my life. <laughs> really? And we are, we are in the glorious year of 2020. Thank you. Thank you, X-Men.
I guess the next time we'll talk about the X Men big time will be at the end of Reign of X if we keep if we want to keep doing this. Uh, if it's like a if it's like a yeah, that's like a big thing, sure. Yeah. Hey Ryan. Yeah. Saturnine. We'll pull Lunal Saturnine off the Matrix. Oh, stop it! Her royal wine rough. It's the like, longest title, and I just I love it. It's so much so pompous. Um, yeah. So that'd be cool. Uh, I don't think we're going to be talking about any of the other events coming out. Death Metal, definitely not, and probably not King of Black. Um, but yeah, I, probably. I I would definitely need to uh, King of Black. So far, I would not want to do it. I uh, I, it, I really, it, I really it enjoyed it, but I wouldn't push it. We need to decide yes. on <laughs> Yes, Ben. Hang on, Sparks. Just finish your joke. No, saying <laughs> Ten of Swords, yes. King of Black, now nah, I'm good. Yeah, never, you never say that now, Ben, but you also aren't caught up on Venom. So True. if you were caught up on Venom, you would probably feel differently. Uh, I'm not even close to caught up on Venom, so I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, no joke. I am. I am so much more interested in all the in the tie-ins than I am the main event. You got that Iron Man Doctor Doom book. You got I just picked up the Union, which is which is like uh, the Union of the the UK Avengers, but snakes. The man made of snakes. Like it's I'm I'm there. Baby. I really I really speaking of Venom, I really enjoyed the Venom Beyond arc. I thought that was really fun. Yeah, uh, we will at a later date decide how we're going to handle Donny Cates stuff because there's yeah. certainly a conversation to be had, mm-hmm. or a few. Yeah. Um, I'm. Yeah. Hopefully someday. I'm, I really like his stuff still. Um, okay. Blankets by Craig Thompson's Sparks. You put this one in here. That's what your book club is next week. That is my book club. What's that about? Mm, surprise you. Okay. Give me this now. It's right now. No, I know. <laughs> I just, I, I did some looking. It's not a Christmas theme book, but it is kind of winter esque. Um, it's, uh, it's autobiographical. It's autobiographical. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Very cool. So. Awesome. Stay tuned for that. So let's have fun. Hell yeah. I love it. Um, Okay. Next week, we're going to be talking about the new Universal Pictures film, Freaky. (gasps) It is available VOD right now, so we can watch it in the safety of our own home. I'm excited. Um, We also have some things we talked about earlier. We have, we will do a crude, a new age review that's coming sometime down the pipeline. So stay tuned for that. Um, And we just solidified what our holiday annual is going to be. Guys, we do this for you every year. You gotta know what's coming. It's our holiday annual. Yeah, Fun stuff. With your uh, Christmas wishes. Yeah, especially Ryan because he can't use the same one. So, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I got my other one, but I think, but it kind of got leaked that it's actually happening. Mm. So I don't know if that's fair or not. Mm. Yeah, it's a Metal yeah. Gear remake by the guys. It's it's by Blue Point, the guys who made Demon Souls and Shadow of the Colossus. Oh no! Nice. If you know what's happening, then no, you can't. I, that's, a, that's not fair. Yeah, I got to make it something that won't happen for seven years. Um, See you, Mag. Thanks for stopping by, Mag. Thank you, Mag. Uh, you're great. I gave you a shout out on the on the Phil Better show. Um, yeah, and we got some other things in the pipeline. Uh, we might do with some uh, some other um, thwip whipping thwip 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 guys. At um, this moment, supposedly Ryan and I will be recording a BVS thing with another podcast this week. We'll let you and know. We'll let you know where to find that when it happens. Yeah. We got a lot of, we got a lot of stuff coming uh, Yeah, before the end of the year that we'll all call it now. Cause I'm not going to mention it again until it actually has been done. Um, we got a lot of things coming for you culminating in our holiday annual, um, our favorite time of year that we can't sadly do in person this year. So we'll, we'll yeah. coordinate how that's going to work. Yep. Um, Guys, if you're watching this on YouTube, then you know we have a YouTube channel. But if you're listening to this and you don't know that we have a YouTube channel, 
We have a YouTube channel. The link is in the description. Um, we have a bunch of other shows on our YouTube channel. We have our Fake Nerds Watch series, which we are currently doing for The Mandalorian, two episodes at a time. A new episode of that is coming at you sometime this week. Um, we also have Basement Arcade. Basement Arcade is a cool little thing that we do on this channel also. Uh, you guys just put up Fortnite. Video games. That's our video game show. Our Let's Play video games, whatever, extravaganza. I don't kind of have a job right now again, so maybe more basement arcades coming out. Yay, unemployment. Screw the government. Okay. Um, we have our Fortnite series. Uh, we have Fortnite a video up now. Link in the description. We also have the Fickner Book Club. Uh, we may get a new episode out by the end of the year, but I'm not I'm not banking on it. Um, Schedules are crazy. We also have a lot more things that we would also do. It's kind of a more relaxed show. Uh, but we will be doing, let me see if I get it. Little Char and his friends. Nope. Nope. Damn it. Close. You want me to say I'll it? Get, yes, please. I'll get it eventually. Little Char and the gang. Little Char and his gang. Damn it. No, I mean, you're, not, gang. you're not wrong. Um, I mean, okay. friends, but that's our next book club series. We just finished the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Um, I did the plug up top, but we had the links in the description for the Crafted by Z Max. Masks. You know that. That word is really strange. Mask. Mask. All right. Anyway, um, so we have our we have our Victor podcast masks up there, um, custom made, cool stuff. Um, great gifts for you know. This is going until like next summer, so like wear your damn mask. Um, we also have a Patreon. Uh, <laughs> Phil convinced me to keep the twenty five dollar one up, so I might do that. Really? Listen, until somebody buys that ship in a bottle thing, we can't get rid of it. That's 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 then the rule. Okay, that's now the rule. That's the rule. Um, we, also about, we also talked about some more tiers coming up, going up there, um, which I think are, are actually not a bad idea. Um, we'll talk about that if I ever remember to do it. Um, and of course, we have our Tee Public, which you can buy a lot of cool shirts on there. Uh, don't be a dick. Uh, Bread and butter. Uh, book club. Uh, Suburban proctologist. That's up there. Yeah. Um, all those links are in the description below, or you could go to our website, www.fakenerdpodcast.com. It's in the click. It's in the ticker down here. It's a, it's also linked below. I put yeah. up a new article. Wacha! Everybody was kung fu fighting. Oh, I was no, I was pointing them to links. Oh well, Ben. Uh, never mind. <laughs> um, got my sword to start stabbing. <laughs> all right, thank you to everyone who listens and watches and watches the live show uh you guys are ridiculous but we love you um thank you to our good friend jeremy bellucci he does a podcast called suburban proctologist he does our intro music he does all of our themes um hopefully more in the new year uh if i can remember to ask him oh shit i forgot sex pie oh well <laughs> um you can find him at jeremy bellucci keyboards or his podcast on itunes of course or at fa facebook.com slash suburban proctologist official or instagram at subpoc podcast thank you to mike matola Mike, we love you. You're a great sure. guy. The newest Mike's Impossible Movie Trivia Challenge is up right now for The Little Mermaid. You can find him at Mike Matola, where you can get that really cool Little Mermaid print. It is really cool. It's out of the world. Um, okay. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Fake Nerd Podcast, FakeNerdGuys at gmail.com. I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. I missed a line. Why did I step up? 
Oh, uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us personally, I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, ben? You can find me raising my sword and talking and also suffering at work at BenMaga27 on Instagram and Twitter. And also, if you like old school video games, like I do, I read for Old School Gamer Magazine. Why has no article gone up this, this week? Work. That's why. It sucks. I have an idea, and I know exactly what I want to talk about, but I just, every time I come home, I, I can't write it. Well, I can. I just have to put, push back to sleep. It's called depression. It, it's yeah. <laughs> Sparkles? Uh, you can find me pretty much getting sucked into finals entirely this week. So uh, at SparksWitty on Instagram and Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. I got five papers and one big test. Oh, big test. May the odds be ever in your favor. Uh, the bigger the test, the harder you fail. I'm mm. sorry. That that got away from me. <laughs> no, I can make it No, nah, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> what? Right. <laughs> Ryan. Hey, guys. You could find me probably starting Immortals colon Phoenix Rising on Twitch.com slash DJ Tony Stark 616 or DJ Tony Snark on Twitter and Instagram. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll start a Fortnite stream every now and then. Maybe. I maybe. Got I got time now. I'll have some time. Yeah. yeah. Also, also, if you follow Ryan, you can see his cat giving him the greatest anime betrayal of all time. jerk. <laughs> <laughs> First time. Yeah. Just right there behind you in the corner. You can oh, see he's a little cutie. <laughs> uh, all right. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music and Podcast. Do I have to sneeze? Rate and review wherever you get us. Oh, yeah. I have to sneeze. Bless, 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 bless. Bless <laughs> you, bless This you. is the most uncomfortable thing I've ever felt in my life. Bless you. Bless you. Oh my God. Bless you. It's not coming, but it really wants to. Look at the light. Look at the light. Bless you. No, screw it. Bless you. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music Podcast. Great review wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. Like this video. Subscribe to this channel. Until next week. Bless you. Stay faithful.